Hello and welcome to episode number 50 of The Third Power. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Anthony Avatolo. And as always, with me is my uh, half-century podcast partner, Usman Jamil. It's crazy. We had 50 episodes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, 50 episodes are sweet. We had a couple A episodes in there, too. So I guess this isn't technically our 50th, but it's our 50th together. With the, That's with true. The and honestly, that that's what matters. Really? That's, that's all that matters in life that's, is having your friends by your side. That's true. So but it's I, like I a Randy Newman song. <laughs> oh God, Randy <laughs> Newman. So I was uh, mentioned this before the episode. In honor of this episode, remember that episode where I had the dandelion and burdock? Yeah. So I'm drinking something that tastes better, thankfully. Oh, what is it? Dan- so I made some some black tea and I used a French press to infuse some dried mint flavor into it. Ooh, that would be good. It is very good. I I'm see that being very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some uh, some mint growing out in front of the place where I live, and when the groundskeeper comes by, I, I always tell him, don't cut the mint. We want yeah. to use that, you know. It's just mint like isn't... randomly growing all over the place, but I'm just like, don't cut it. Yeah, mint grows so much. One thing, I speaking of which, shout-outs to Marcel, Marcel White at Brainstorm Brewery and just all-around awesome human being. I remember talking to him on Twitter about, like, a mint jalapeno chutney. Mm. And he was like, hey, what's your recipe? I'm like, all right, here you go. Anyways, this is like, huh, that's cool. Well, Marcel is also building his own cube as well, so it's very topical that we brought him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's uh, he's he's gotten the, the hooks in him. So he's looking to build a cube and looking to trade for his cards that he needs, and he's in. Yep. We got him. We got him. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how it gets you when I first heard about cube, and then I was really blown away. It was kind of like when discovering metal for the first time. There's so much out there. And it was like, whoa. You mean like metallurgy? Like, oh, my God, what is this hard material that's yeah. that's in the ground? <laughs> What's this molybdenum or whatever? Right, is molybdenum right, right. in a metal? I, 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 I don't even know. Metal? Sure, that sounds right. Silver, whoa. Right, like, <laughs> this this looks like rock, but not quite rock. It's not quite rock. <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it was kind of like that where you know, I first started cubing – I forget if we talked about this on our pilot episode, and shout-outs to things improving a lot since our pilot episode, since it was it was pretty rough. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was. That was Scars. Nice. I was drinking Scars of Mirrodin, yeah. But, you know, just, you know, getting into Cube and then just finding out about the format, it definitely gets you. And, you know, there's stuff like Moto Cube, so you can watch streams of it, mm-hmm. you know, when people are streaming. But that's more rare nowadays than it was... Like a, like in the past, client or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely interesting to under know it now as opposed to oh well I heard this card is cool this uh ghost lit stalker that seems that's a cool card in the format and you know it obviously isn't it's trash but <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, now being able to watch streams of it and people knowing more about the format and it's definitely cool so yeah, yeah. again shout outs to Marcel and if you if you can. I think you should make some jalapeno mint chutney because it's amazing. It does. It sounds delightful. I mean, it's mint and jalapeno. I mean, right? How, how can, it's, it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, as you guys probably guessed, we are uh, going to be doing our cons of Tarkir review today. Uh, for our episode fifty, we're starting off with a new set. 
Um, once again, new block, new themes. We have uh, a, a, a now a wedge multicolor theme, uh, which presents some uh, interesting opportunities as well as some challenges uh, as far as finding cube cards. Um, and we'll certainly get into that as well. But we should certainly start our episode like we start every other episode, and that's with a crack-a-pack. There you go. And you have the cube tutor up correctly. I do. I have right. uh, I have uh, a cube tutor, my cube t- current cube tutor list. So uh, it does not contain any of the newest cards, um, but certainly has everything else in here. Uh, that also, uh, for right now, does not include any of my conspiracy cards that I have put in yet, uh, which, quick side note, most of them are awesome. Yeah, actually, at the St. Louis Open, which happened pretty recently, it was my first cube draft with conspiracies. Mm-hmm. And we did a four-person draft, and I, I ended up... It was a weird, like, nearly mono-red, splashing blue. And I got... What was the double one called? Double Stoke or Double Stroke or something? Mm-hmm. The one that you get to uh, fork a spell. Yeah. So I had several juicy options like Time Walk and other burn spells, but I chose Fire Blast because 8 damage. Right. <laughs> Gee, it's pretty good. It's a lot of damage. Yeah, all the cons- for the most part, all even the ones that I didn't think originally were going to be very good that only name one card are actually still pretty good. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised at that. The draft constructs themselves, uh, a lot of those are also really fun and really good, and they actually turn out to be... They do add quite a bit of intrigue to the draft, and uh, a lot of them are pretty high picks too. So, yeah, so like you Cog- definitely check those out if you're a, if you're a booster draft cube type person. So, yeah, Cogwork Librarian, I'm quite the fan of that card. Yeah. Is, that card is sweet. sweet, and even even the two three looter, its body isn't embarrassing. Correct. I think on the episode, are, hey, how, why did you? Why'd you not shout out your podcast that you did with? Um... Oh well, I, you know, I guess I could say it. I guess since you brought it up now, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to cross promote. Uh, recently, I was a guest star on a, an episode of Joy of Cubing with uh, Matt Cranstuber and Jack Rannan, uh, as well as famed alterist Eric Klug, uh, who is besides his alters is is best known for having an awesome uh, common uncommon cube. Is kind of the standard, one of the standard, uh, for that format. Uh, and we, we talked a little bit about conspiracy. We talked about all the different cubes we played while at Gen Con this year. Uh, and there's some pretty interesting ones. So, uh, and we, there's also a game show. So you'll have to, oh, uh, yeah. have to go listen to that too. Uh, Matt did, uh, Cranny did a, uh, a cube related magic quiz game show. So you guys will have to listen to that one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, especially if you kind of like trivia and puzzles and games, it's pretty awesome. So that's Joy of Cubing. Go and check that one out for sure. That was yeah, I, the one thing I um, the written reason I brought it up was the uh, uh, what is that? There was I forget it was it Jack who talked about putting Canal Dredger in his deck, the one five, because everybody was aggressive and it was just like his a one five which blocked how, everything. Right? How do you beat a one five? Now, multiple times I looked over to see his one five equipped with an Umazawa's Jit. <laughs> He's like, nice. how how are these attacking decks going to beat this? They cannot beat this. As it turns out, he was right. Yeah, he was right. All right, so here we go. So if you'll type, I'll read. Since you know, I can't move my fingers on my mouth at the same time. No comments. <laughs> Card number one is Corpse Dance. Oh, oh dear. That's Corpse Dance. Card number two is Edric, Spymaster of Trest. 
Have you heard of the Facebook thing about Grandmaster Flash, by the way? Facebook thing about Grandmaster Flash. So, you know, people using, you know, Facebook, okay. they, uh, it's like grandmothers and grandfathers are accidentally tagging Grandmaster Flash. Okay. Because they type like grandma, but they accidentally tag Grandmaster Flash. Huh. I have not heard that. Oh, well, it's, I guess, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Card number three, Liliana of the Vale. There you go. Card number four is Steplinks. There you go. Yeah, there, this, this pack's nice. It's a, it's a pack. Card number five is Survival of the Fittest. Did I put an extra cell in here? Yeah, I did. Apparently I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did six. Six by plus three. Six times three is fifteen. Wow. Next Good job. card, Soltari Priest. There you go, the old Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Card number seven, and somewhat topical, Vesuvian Shapeshifter. I thought you were going to say Tropical Island. Oh, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Also, coming up right next to it, Will Bender. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's going to be Will Bender. Yep, two, two morphs go. in the same pack in the set where we got morph back. There you go. Next card is Overgrown Tomb. There you go. The old overground tomb. Mm. Hide Hollow Sculler. Did you have RK Post alter that one? I did not. He had already signed it, I believe. Oh, okay. So, it was not altered, but it was signed. Uh, next is Stomping Ground. Alright. Positioned very carefully on the uh, pack list next to Taiga. Hmm. <laughs> So we have the two blue morphs next to each other and the two red-green duels next to each other. Oh, that actually was a taiga. Wow. Yeah, actual taiga. <laughs> and then wow. a trio of nice ones. Uh, a card that I probably like more than most is Hakori Dust Drinker. You hook them. Card is the Hakori. And here, you ready for these last two? These are nice ones. It's going to be like Batterskull and Jitae or something. No, but there is a Stoneforge Mystic. Oh, that's a good one. And what's the last one? It or is, is this an invitation for me to guess? It is a... Hmm. I guess I take do, that as do a wanna, guess. Do you want to play... We Do you want to see how many questions it takes for you to uh, to answer it, to get a, guess it correctly? We can play like 20 questions. Yeah, this set sucks. <laughs> we got time to spare. So let me, let me bring up a little thing here so I can keep track of how many, uh, how many times you miss. All right. So I know the card in my mind. So ask me like... Yes, no questions, and see how long it takes for you to, to guess what it is. Oh, my goodness. Can you flash it back with Snapcaster Mage? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm going to redo that question. That's a no. Oh, my God. Okay, because Ancestral Vision, like, I don't want to put, you know. Like, sure, 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 fair. Does it trigger Gutter Snipe? No. Okay. I'm going to type this because I'm not going to remember things. No, you have to remember. You can't type them down. What? Ask questions. Uh, I'm doomed. <laughs> we'll see if you see if you die before you get to twenty. So it doesn't trigger gutter snipe. Correct. Okay. I will only answer yes/no questions. <laughs> Is it a Wooberg card? Mean, meaning like you know mono color. So what is your question? That's that's a question. I'm just phrasing it. Like, is it a Wooberg card? You could just. Is it a mono colored card? Yeah, there we go. It's a monocolored card. Yes. It's a monocolor 
non-gutter snipe. Is it a creature? Yes. Ah, it's a creature. All right. Does it cost less than five mana? No. Cost five or more? All right. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. All right. This isn't that hard. I'm, I'm overthinking this. I know. <laughs> Everybody's laughing at you right now. I mean, I would be. <laughs> I am on the inside. You are. You're like, I know the answer. Right. I know the answer to this. Does it cost... I'm just going to rote do it. Is it. Does it cost five mana? No. Does it cost six mana? No. What? The cost seven mana? <laughs> are you are you in disbelief? Yes, it costs seven mana. Okay, so it costs seven mana, and it's in it's a it's a mono color creature. Hmm. Does it have a higher toughness than power? Yes. I think I know what it is. Should I guess or should I? I keep mean, going? it would count as one of your questions. You can certainly guess if you like. Okay. Let's see. Is it Palancron? No. What? Huh. Okay. Does it have an enter the battlefield trigger? No. No? Jeez. <laughs> what Uber? I really co- hope people are screaming while they're listening to this what the name of it is. I'm imagining people like in their cars with headphones on going, ah! like saying what the <laughs> card is. So no ETB trigger. Does it have an upkeep trigger? No. No. Upkeep. Jeez. Jeez. Seven mana Wooberg creatures in cube. It's not Palancron. It's not Avenger. It's not Hornet Queen. It's not... Oh, Elishnorn? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. We have a winner. Hooray. Card 15, Elishnorn. 12 questions. There. Yeah. That was, that was fun. I like that. <laughs> So here's the thing about this pack, right, is we have a lot of very strong archetypical cards, right? Yeah. We have a yeah. lot of cards that you could say, oh, yeah, I, I could definitely first pick that, right? So we have Survival of the Fittest, which is, like, one of those green cards people want to be in. Survival of the Fittest plays well with Corpse Dance. Maybe you get Corpse Dance on the bounce back. Liliana of the Veil is a card people like to first pick. I mean, Stoneforge Mystic, Elishnorn, these are all great cards. What are you taking? So... Again, I want to take a card that doesn't commit me to a thing. You know, pretty easy. Um, for me, it feels like it's between Stoneforge and Liliana. And I just like Stoneforge Mystic a lot. You know, the whole it, it's it's an actual splashable card, mm-hmm. which I'm on board with. So I think I like that. The rest of the cards, like Elishnorn, I like Stoneforge better than Elishnorn. Okay. And. There is an argument that you could cut black if you take Liliana, mm-hmm. but I think Stoneforge keeps me less committed, and I can probably mise an equipment if I take it this early, or just get a package, you know, an aggressive package like a a bone splitter and a war gear or something like that. Sure, and depending on you know how many people are in the draft, there's a very real possibility that Steplinks and or Hakori will be tabling or Saltari Priest. So if you actually wanted to be white aggressive, that's a path that's open to you. That's true. I like it. So 
Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Stoneforge Mystic. That's, I mean, have you ever seen my Twitter icon? Good lord. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I have always championed Stoneforge Mystic. I always will champion Stoneforge Mystic. The, all, all the, all the, uh, tortoises have crossed the finish line at this point. Everybody knows sure. this card's awesome. Uh, I remember, uh, it was actually in our pilot episode, we talked about how I, w- I remember being in doubt about Stoneforge Mystic and was like, you know, Sword of Body and Mind is coming out. I'm going to give this a try. And of course, it's ridiculous. Card's sweet. It's also funny because there was a red-white aggressive deck that I just crushed. It, this pack is interesting for it because, A, it would have loved a Stoneforge Mystic because I had a grafted war gear. And I think that was the only equipment I had, but that's still fine. I mean, what's better than one grafted war gear? Yeah, like two. Two. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the only equipment. Like that, the only time I lost was when my I overextended and my opponent played an Elishnorn and everything died. Oops. <laughs> Well, that was game two, and game three, I was like, all right, I know what to play around. Time to kill you. And and so I did. And it feels like there's something else relevant in there, too. Nah, this, this is just good. And yeah, it's the first pickable card, too, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. I, I like survival. Have, like, I mean, you have Elish Norn as a, a you know reanimation target. You have Corpse Dance as a reanimation you know, thing to do. So, you know, there's a couple of options there. Obviously, Elish Norn is not tabling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you know, there's an argument as well. So, so yeah, yeah let's talk about sure some new cards out. here. Yeah, so we have a largely multicolor set, which is a little awkward for Cube. Yeah, I mean, it's not just that it's mo- mostly multicolor, it's that it's tricolor too, right? I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of Cubes don't have a whole lot of room for tricolor cards, um, and obviously that's where, to me, that's, if you're gonna make a tricolor set, I think that's where you wanna spend a lot of your creative energies. You know, so the tricolor cards are gonna be, you know, the most of the focus. They want, you know, if we're making a tricolor set, tricolor cards wanna be the ones that are getting all the attention. However, in cube, you know, we're looking at maybe one per color, one per combination, I guess. You know? Yeah. Uh, we do have some two color cards that we can talk about as well. Uh, but for the most part, obviously there are way fewer Multicolor cards than there are monocolored cards. I remember in one of my first cube drafts, it was it was kind of a little bit after I caught the cube bug, mm-hmm. or I think it may have sparked it. But I remember that it had one of each of the tricolor cards, including wedges, mm-hmm. and I just remember those just wheeling all the time, and they just weren't very good. They were just essentially free cards to the five color control deck, and even then they were kind of okay. Mm-hmm. And they just weren't that good, and I remember thinking, man, I don't want to make the same mistake, so I'm just going to cut down on them. I don't run any tricolors right now. I mean, I might, but it's just, right now, it's just definitely an issue of space, but what I want to do with the sections, too. Like, I want to put more artifacts in my cube again, and it's just like, well, is it worth 10 slots or however many slots for giving up artifacts for this? And I'm like, I don't know, probably not. But yeah, that's certainly an issue. And it, if you're going to be putting tricolor cards, there aren't many. And it's, it's an, it's a big part of this set, and unfortunately a very small part of cube, which is mm. awkward. So we're gonna, do you want to talk about the Wooberg cards first? So yeah, we can talk about the 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 monocolor cards first, since uh, there there's not a ton, but there are certainly some interesting ones, and I think a, a couple of. Of pretty, pretty hard slam dunks, I think. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's, let's talk, we'll talk about those first and then we'll, then we'll bring up some uh, multicolor stuff. Okay. Do you want to do the old, 
we can skim over some cards that are meh. Like if there's the like, Inok, Anok, Bonkin, the two one with Outlast. All right. So an Outlast is again. Why don't you recap Outlast for us here real quick? All right. Let's go to the old image gallery. Uh, so Outlast is the Outlast cost, and then tap it. Put a plus one plus one counter on this creature, and the bad part, Outlast only as a sorcery. And Anok Bonkin is a one and a white for a two one Outlast one and a white. And each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has first strike. Okay. So this is my feeling about this card. As I look at this card, and it obviously I think is a. So here's my here's my biggest issue with it. Using the ability only as a sorcery plus having to tap it. Yeah. Is such a dagger. Even mm-hmm. if it said only, I, I, I don't know, even if it said only on your turn or yeah. only on an opponent's turn or some combination of not having both sorcery speed and having to tap it. Because basically it makes your creature useless when you outlast it. Yeah, it puts a lot of the wind out of the sails. It's decent stats, and I think it's kind of a filler card in a lot of cubes, because its stats are mediocre. I, the idea between, behind Outlast, I think, is to... There's always a big struggle to make early creatures more relevant in the late game. Mm-hmm. It's just like the level-up mechanic, you sure. know, just like your Kargan Dragon Lord. It's like, well, how are we going to make this a relevant threat in the late game? It's like, well, turn it to a 4-4 or an 8-8, and then make it huge, or make this Student of Warfare... 4-4 Double Strike. Yeah, just make it some giant, ginormous, stupid thing. But this just doesn't tend to do it that well. I feel like a lot of the flexible cards do one mode decently, I feel. Whenever it comes to these kinds of flexible cards that have multiple modes or have some kind of upside, Mm -hmm. or at least decent on one mode, or at least playable. I don't know if I say playable, because I find that word tends to get used pretty often unnecessarily. And it just feels like the stats on this are pretty underwhelming, unfortunately. The right. plus on, and the plus on Platinum Encounter thing is cute if you have, you know, a Johnny. A Johnny Goldman. Yeah, if you have a Johnny Goldman, this card's, this card's yeah. real nice. But you just, there's not a lot of give plus one, plus one counters floating, floating around either. Yeah, and even still, it's the question of, let's say you have an, a Johnny Goldman and an Experiment 1 in your deck, like your green-white mm-hmm. aggressive deck. Is it is this guy worth putting in your deck? Like, how many interactions do you really need to put it in? And I I don't know the answer, but I don't think I'm going to need to know the answer. Sure. Yeah, I, un- unfortunately, I just don't think this mechanic is that cut out. I think it's really neat for just regular limited. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I, I don't find it interesting enough or powerful enough for, for Cube, so. Yeah, and it's kind of similarly with Herald of Anafenza, like... If it was a white mana for a 2-1, then we could definitely have a conversation of, you know, it's an early game threat that gains relevance in a late game and can become big and can create its own threats. But if it's just a... What's a one mana 1-2? One like, I remember Rhyme Dryad from back in the day because I had, like, Snow-Covered Landwalk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just some Norwood Ranger, I think, is a one mana 1-2. One some awful card that nobody cares about because those stats suck. Yeah, and like, you know, I like that you can tap it. I like that you actually get a guy, at least so you can do something with it, you know, when you, when you outlast. 
you get some yeah. sort of board presence at least, right? So you get at least you get a uh, a little bit of backup, right? Which is the the whole point of it, right? He blows the horn and and people show up like, hey, reinforcements have arrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and Norad Ranger is the one mana one too. But it's so slow. It's so slow. It's so slow. Yeah, and I think also if you could tap it during your opponent's turn, right? Because there's definitely board states where you you find yourself brick walled or in like board states with your opponents. Like, well, he's got a Titan, all right. He's got a just some giant Bayloth or something. It's like, okay, I guess I can't really attack. Time to go into plan B of just shields up. But requiring to do it on your upkeep is very awkward. It's kind of like with those recursion cards that required you to do on your upkeep. Mm-hmm. It just was like Hammer of Bogardan. Sure, sure. It was just requiring you. I think I would like that. A little, think, little oh. too restrictive. Right. If I yeah. could, If I could wait until the end of my opponent's turn and then pay for Hammer... Pay yeah, five I mana think, for hammer, then yeah. Yeah, I think that would be sweet, but right now it's just so underwhelming at that mode, and I think that's unfortunate about that kind of card because it's, I think, a card that would be quite nice in like the white aggressive decks, but when it comes down to it, its base mode just isn't that good, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ugh, which is unfortunate, but yeah, that them's the breaks. Uh, do you want to talk about end hostilities? I mean, I am fine with you know, and, and by the way, that that was our skim. Apparently, where we talked about something for 12 minutes, you know, hey, well, I'm mean, going to skim over this one. I'm, I'm only messing with you, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, we're only going to talk about this for two quick seconds. So, I mean, we can, we're pretty much done with Outlast at this point. Yeah. Like any other, like, spoiler alert, all the other cards with Outlast are terrible. All right. So End Hostilities is the five mana Wrath, right? That also yeah. gets rid of things that are attached to the creatures. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this so, is- so just in time to to wreck all of the to if there are any sort of uh, bestow bestow. Thank you. I could not think of the the word. Sorry. Right, so it also gets rid of bestowed creatures. It also gets rid of equipment and auras as well. Yeah, I'm guessing like the equipment's the main one. There's there's a few good bestow creatures for cube, but not not a whole lot. Yeah, equipment's the big one for sure. And you yeah. know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like in cube, most of the time, four mana wrath is where you're at. If you're paying more than that, you better be blowing up a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, and I, I tend to like route a good amount, but that's because you can cast it as an instant, right. and it's it's really good with planeswalkers. Right. Yeah, I feel like this one's close. It's definitely something you can add if you feel you need to. Sure. But I mean, I'm not in a rush to add this thing. Like, uh, it's it's uh, it's de- I think it's better than some of the awkward six mana wraths, like you know, awkward command. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, I still, I still like a, an Acroma's Vengeance better than this card, for sure. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to blow up everything, and sometimes you just cycle it away. Yeah, sometimes you need to throw that thing out. Uh, what else is there? Master of Pearls. Uh, I don't know. I thought that card was actually okay when I've been trying it out, but, okay. but I don't know. It's a little expensive. Sure. More off, and more often than not, I'd find myself just hard casting it, which is probably fine. It just, I don't know if it's the feel bad of having to hard cast it as a gray, you know, a gray or a grizzly bear or whatever. Sure, but once again, you know, how, how did your draft turn sideways if you have to play grizzly bear? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not super excited about it. It, it was a card I was hoping would be better as the, as the morph mechanic is back, and I would like to add morph cards. Uh, and, and it certainly is a big effect. I mean, turning it up and giving everything plus two, plus two is quite a bit. Uh, especially since there's no way necessarily to counter that effect, really. 
Yeah. Unlike if you're casting a uh, dictative Heliod, like at least you, I mean, someone could still disenchant it at instant speed or counter the spell or something. There's, there's no way around, you know, giving all your guys plus two, plus two. You so, can, so once again, I feel like it's close. Yeah. There was one time when an opponent, like he had it in kind of a, for lack of a better term, aggressive mid-range deck. Like it wasn't a mid-range deck, but it was on the slower end of aggressive deck, mm-hmm. but it was still, you know, pretty, it was aggressive enough to play this guy. Mm-hmm. And there was a decent number of times I was, I was in a bad, really bad, like show and tell kind of deck. I was a bad sneak and show deck, let's say that. But there was a time when he unmorphed it, and I was like, all right, kill it, in response to the trigger. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that that works. But I don't know. It It's rather unfortunate that in cube there aren't really that many good morphs, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just like, well, I need to kill this thing because it could be an exalted angel, and if the opponent's in white, it's probably exalted angel. Sure, sure. I mean, you could pull the, you know, the shenanigans if you want to put Whip Quarter in your cube, but it's it's Whip Quarter. Yeah, I mean, I played Whip Quarter for a while. Okay, so, and we'll get into this more. With the, uh, remind me when we get into the multicolor cards to talk about morphs and yeah. uh, and the the kill it for sight nature of them at this point. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's yeah. talk about the real white card. I yeah, think. The, the real white card, uh, Wingmate Rock. So it's three and double white for a three four flying raid. You can you can segue this into a raid conversation too. Mm-hmm. When Wingmate Rock enters the battlefield, if you attacked with a creature this turn, put a three four white bird creature token with flying onto the battlefield, and then whenever Wingmate Rock attacks, you gain one life for each attacking creature. I, I like this guy. He seems pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an easier to cast Broodmate Dragon, right? In different colors. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like there's a a way to say broodmate dragon in a way that makes it clever because it's a white bird. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's some sort of pun in there somewhere. You know how like you always call like uh, when you sacrifice your Yavimaya dryad, it's Lancestral recall. Ah, I like that. Right, because like you because you get to draw, you know, get, get mm-hmm. your land or. Or, or when you, or, uh, what's his name, right? Uh, Lantax, right? I mean, you, know, you could say Birdmate, you know, just like Birdmate or something, but that's kind of lazy. Right. Or like, you know, when you, when you activate Lantax, you, mm-hmm. you that's, that's actually the Lancestral Recall. That's true. That's definitely. you actually just draw three lands or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the other way is pseudo draw three lands as well, so. Or, yeah. I don't know. I guess you could call it Landmate or Landmate Dragon, but that's lazy. I don't know. That's kind of, or Birdmate, whatever, instead of Broodmate. And I'll cast Birdmate. Yeah, Birdmate Dragon. Yeah, I don't know. This is this. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's a lot of time spent on puns. But yeah, like this card seems sweet, right? Uh, I think the 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 most difficult part of this is finding out whether or not it's good enough to beat out some of the other cards in these decks. If you're looking, if you're the type of person who just likes to swap like mana costs, it might be a little rough. But uh, I, I certainly think this this is a good home as a top of curve for aggressive decks. Yeah, and Two, I three, guess three four flyers is not a joke. Yeah, and I think the raid mechanic, especially in aggressive decks, it's kind of it's very analogous to Bloodthirst, except instead of needing to deal damage to a player, you just need to attack. Right, which is like the easier version of it's almost the easier version of Bloodthirst in limited formats, right? 
Yeah, because you just need to attack, even if it's just a chump attack. And I I forget if I've talked about this. I think I might have on Twitter, where it feels like Goblin Rabblemaster was kind of a plant for raid. Mm-hmm, right, because you're always something always attacking. Yeah, even if it's and it's not a like say they have a five five and you have a you know a uh, Rabblemaster. You're attacking with a one one isn't going to reveal anything. It's like why is this guy attacking with a one one? Does he have a he raid card? Yeah, it's like because he has to. It's like, oh, okay. It's like with uh whatever that guy, uh Tattermunch Maniac or something. It's like, why is he attacking into my five five? It's like because he has to attack. Right. And it kind of feels like that where and I think we were talking about this earlier today where I asked you, how often have you found the uh bloodthirsty uh whatever that Stormblood Stormblood Berserker? Mm-hmm. Like, how often have you found that guy to be cast, or to get counters based on just burn? And I can't really think of any times. Mostly it's just, attack with this 1-1. One, one. Okay, here we go. Now we got a 3-3. Three, three. Right, attack with this 2-1 or whatever. Right, like, here yeah. it comes. Yeah, attack with this idiot. Okay. Like, there was times in Standard where I think it was enabled off of, like, Rift Bolts or something, or Seals of Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, Rift Bolt for sure. But most of the time in cube, it's just a one drop, like a jackal pup kind of dude, you know, just some just tutor, you know, two one or something. Right. I mean, sometimes in the late game, you'll you'll get people like I, I've I've definitely like arc lightning something, and then mm-hmm. like cast them afterwards, like on a later turn. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the guy still is hard to block. But yeah, it's mostly it's mostly uh you know, I, I would say vast majority of time it's pretty easy to trigger bloodthirst on that guy, and this guy I think it's going to be pretty easy to trigger raid. And I think most guys it's going to be pretty easy to trigger raid because I think a lot of the raid guys are aggressive creatures. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like you'll the, find. Uh, and I, I do wonder if this might have more of a home and mid range decks like green white, but even a lot of the times they have mana elves to just throw under the bus if need be. I mean, they are also playing four fours for four. Yeah, that too. I mean, All right, okay, I'll attack, attack with a four four for four if it means I'm getting two three fours for five. Right? Yeah. It's not like you're letting your defenses down by attacking with your four four. Yeah. With if your if your plan is to then cast this guy afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think the life trigger I think the life gain thing is not is going to be relevant on some level as well. So I, I, I do like this guy. I like him a lot better than when I first saw him. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I, I feel like this is a card to make room for. I mean Yeah. This is six flying power for, for five mana. I think part of the, I think people were, I think because Evan Irwin spoiled it and people were like, oh, this is bad. Well, like they get the imp- feel mythic, right? I mean, I guess not, but there's so many cards that just seem like they don't, like the Phoenix is a mythic too, isn't it? Isn't uh, that Ash, Ash Cloud or whatever it's called? Yeah, like that's, I, as far as I know, that's a mythic. Let me just double check here. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking as well, but you're, you will likely beat me to it. Yeah, it's a mythic. Right. So yeah, yeah, there's certainly cards that don't feel mythic, and, and but you know the thing is, is like this, this is going to be super dumb and limited if it's not. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be stupid. So it's like, all right, I'm going to attack with this thing. Oh, he's got he's got birdmate, sweet. Because you know what's good in limited formats, dragons. Yeah, and also think yeah, I think people may have been disappointed because they're like, oh, Evan or Wynn's spoiling it, so it's not going to be good. I mean, oh, dudes, pre- dudes previewed desecration demon. A Johnny Collar of the Pride, sort of feast and famine. Like he's definitely gotten good spoils before. Yeah, I and, think that's kind of a strange strategy to use to evaluate cards, anyway. But whatever. I don't know. People, people can be silly. Like I think people assumed 
like Adam, Adam Staborski, he's a mad, like, commander spoilers, and yet he spoiled Consecrated Sphinx, which is ridiculous. Right. To be fair, also a commander card. Yeah, also a commander card. One thing I'm wondering is if I like Rock Guy more or less than Archangel of Thune? Hmm. Well, it depends. Is Archangel of Thune paper or scissors? Uh, orange. <laughs> what? It's rock. Does it be paper or scissor? Is is Archangel of Thune paper or scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, hello? Oh, I thought you were going for like a non sequitur or something. It's no, like... rock, paper, scissors, hello? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice. Because yeah, if, going... if, if Archangel of Thune is, is scissors... Then, then Wingmate Rock is better. Oh, I thought you were going to say like nothing if, beats Rock. If, if Archangel of Thune is paper, yeah, paper beats Rock. You could say nothing beat. You could cast Wingmate Good Rock. Good old Rock. Yeah, nothing, nothing beats Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely saying that a few times. All right, we found the appropriate pun, the appropriate <laughs> annoying thing to say when we found it. I can't believe you missed my rock paper scissors pun. I'm beside myself. I honestly thought you were going for some non sequitur, just uh, like. Well, I thought you were saying, like, is this paper? Or I'm like, I don't know. Like, and I thought the, the point that you're going for, it's like, well, it depends on what you say. And I think I've talked about this on episodes where I think I talked about people making changes and people say, like, Usman, why don't you recommend cards for people to take out of their cubes? And I'm like, I, I don't know what's in your cube. You know, I can definitely look, if I look at a list, I can probably pretty easily tell. I, do, I I try to make some suggestions, but I usually try to give, like, I'll do, like, analogous cards, and mm-hmm. then I will also do, like, you know, oh, hey, by the way, this card's awesome, you should take out anything for it. Just the yeah. I, but I, 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 I'm, I'm going be... to tweet right now about how you missed my pun, and yeah. everyone will see this, and they'll be like, why did he say that? I should probably listen to the episode and find out, and now they will know! Nice. missed my rock, paper, scissors pun. What if I cut it in post? I won't know. <laughs> what a dirty editor trick that would be. <laughs> My God. That would be, that would be awful. I'm not going to do that. That's you're not right. cool. That would be both awful and hysterical at the same time. That would. Let's, let's get out of white cards. Let's, let's move on here. We spent a lot of time on, for, for these not being very good cards, we're, we're talking a lot about them. And unfortunately, we do have to go through a color where we do have, uh, actually a few very good cards, I think. That's true. And that's that blue. A- uh, blue has, um, I, I think, what could be two to three includes. Uh, the first one to me seems like a slam dunk include, which is Clever Impersonator. Yeah, that's a sweet one. Yes, yeah, so Clever like Impersonator it. is two blue blue. Clever Impersonator says, you may have Clever Impersonator enter the battlefield as a copy of any non-land permanent on the battlefield. Yep. That's pretty good. Nice Planeswalker, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nice piece of equipment, dude. <laughs> nice giant idiot, dude. Yeah, nice, uh. I, I mean, nice enchantment, dude. I mean. Yeah, and I've been trying to think of range it's... on this guy. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of range on this thing. I mean, I... shoot, I would, I would copy a, uh, I would absolutely copy a, uh, debtor's knell. Oh! Whoa, that's, that's nice. Somebody on, I forget where I saw it, I think it might have been on Salvation or something, or, or like Reddit, where he cast, he had Sneak Attack out, and he clever impersonated the opponent's, 
uh, Garrick Wildspeaker, and untap two lands, and then use those two red mana for sneak attack, and then just, like, wreck the opponent's board. Yeah. <laughs> and had Garrick. Yeah, I mean, how, how good is this card with momentary blank? Yeah, wow. I mean, clever and, imp- I mean, you could do, I mean, th- think about it. Okay, so, I, I mean, I'm gonna be a bit silly here, so, so bear with me, right? Silliness, oh no. Alright, here we go. <laughs> clever impersonator, copy your Johnny Vengeant. Alright. Helix, you redirect to your Johnny Vengeant. Ah. Or, like no, that. I guess you can't do it that way. You have to do creatures, right? So, if you want a momentary blank. So you have to flame tongue. Flame tongue your guy. Blink it. Now to the Johnny Vengeance. <laughs> Kill your guy. Wow. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this card, right? Like, not think of that. That's there, awesome. There's, there's, you know, and that's kind of corner Casey or whatever, but it's kind of a fun story to tell, right? But there's, and I, I happen to like momentary blink, but there are ways, I feel like there are ways, I mean, how good is this guy as a reanimation target? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty good too, right? What about if you copy, if you make him their kitchen things? And then when he comes yeah. back in, it becomes something else. Yeah. That's Including, I mean, you can do that with other clones too, but when he comes back in, you're like, oh no, now I want that, uh, you know, now he's gonna be this sword, or now he's mm-hmm. gonna be this, uh, planeswalker, and he's gonna be this Gideon Jura now, like. <laughs> what? Nice, nice like, Gideon, bro. That, that's awesome, right? Like. I like animate Gideon, and then blink it, and then it's a. Ooh. Who knows what? But yeah, it's, it definitely has a lot of options, which is, which is definitely nice. Like, I definitely like this better than Rite of Replication and a lot of, it's, I think it's worse than Metamorph and worse than Phantasmal Image, but I mean, third is not, yeah, I mean, at, uh, at all. I mean, that's only because those cost two and three mana respectively, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, two for a clone. We're, we're locked in at four on this one, but the fact that you can copy Planeswalker, that you can copy whatever you want is a huge step. I don't think there's anything more for us to talk about. This card is, I think a an auto include. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a sweet one. So, I'm a fan. All right, next. Uh, next card, Dig Through Time. Yeah, tell us about Dig Through Time. So it costs six and double blue. It is an instant with Delve, which is each card you exile from your graveyard while casting a spell pays for one colorless. Mm-hmm. Right. So you were looking at Tombstalker's ability. Mm-hmm. But we we finally got it to come back around. Yeah. Uh, look at the top seven cards of your library, put two of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So, I've been trying this guy out, this card out, not guy, it's not a guy, it's even a lady in the art. This is a good card, I am, I am quite the fan. Yeah, this card is sweet. I mean, yeah. this, so, you know, so this is, this is kind of the, opposite's not the right word, but this is, uh, diametrically opposed to Ancestral Vision, right? So Ancestral Vision, you want the earlier the better. This card is better late. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even if this card, and it's instant speed, even if this card, if you just remove uh, four cards from your from your graveyard, maybe a fetch land or two, and then, like, a counterspell and a removal spell, mm-hmm. four mana, draw two of your top seven? yeah. And I, that's how often I, when, you know, been testing it out and, you know, had it in, in a cube draft or two. Um, yeah, that's what happened. Like, it just got cost for two or four. I think most of the time it was cast for four. And that's at instant speed too. And it's very interesting. Like, 
you know, Magic's been kind of toning down instant speed card draw, mm-hmm. and yet here's this. This and you know, ancestral memories is what essentially this is, but ancestral memories is kind of terrible. Like, did people even play that in seventh edition? Eh, I don't remember it. I, I wasn't. I think seventh edition was one of my breaks that I took. Uh, yeah, but I mean, ancestral vision was always kind of interesting. Nobody uh, played it in Mirage, and I'm trying to think of was Pros Bloom was it? Th- no, there was a deck that played ancestral visions, uh, ancestral memories back in the day. I, I do remember that. Okay. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was because I'm old and I don't remember yeah. it that far back. But I do remember the cards seeing play at tournaments. I'm thinking maybe Prosbloom or like Academy. No, it wasn't in Prosbloom, I don't think. I, yeah. I, pl- I actually played Prosbloom, and I don't remember that card being in there. I yeah, I did too, and I hated that deck. So, <laughs> like that and Academy pretty much got me out of the game. Right, Academy was on another one of my breaks. But this yeah. card is awesome. It's instant speed. I mean, and imagine drawing this card late, right? With a lot of a lot of complaints about cards are, oh, it's good in the first couple turns, but oh, it's terrible if it's late. If it's late, this is a two mana draw two of your best top seven. Ridiculous. Yeah, and it's almost, a, it feels almost, it's when it's cast, it's almost Tudor-like. Yes. Just because you dig so deep. Well, right, well, like when we play, uh, uh, what's his name? Windfall, all Tudors only search the top seven. Ah. Or when we okay. play, like, off the top, like DC-10, we always say Tudors, you get to search your top seven. This is kind of like, just like that, so there it that is. makes sense, all yeah. Right. So the, the last card, the blue card I want to talk about, it's actually a common. Yeah, go figure. And it's Treasure Cruise. So, Treasure Cruise is seven and blue for, and it's got the delve mechanic, sorcery, draw three cards. Yeah. I think I like this card. Obviously we're not cashing this card anytime in the early game, but even once again, if we remove four cards, it's now an easier to cast concentrate. Yeah. And after that, like who? If we get to remove more than that, Three mana draw three, two mana draw three, one mana draw three, anybody? <laughs> you know? And the, the thing I found about delve cards, there, it's like the really high payoff ones, like this one, I think if you build your deck around, it's, it's a lot easier obviously to do it in constructed formats or legacy, sure. where you're being proactive with the cards or cheap kind of cards, like digging, cantrips, cheap spot removal. Right. right then it's very easy to get four cards or more into the graveyard, which, which you know, is where you want to be. At least through Dig Through Time, like, four mana is the sweet spot, and after that is just, oh, wow. Yep. Well, for those of you, uh, you know, we often tangentialize, and I like to, to mix in other uh, aspects of magic when we talk about it. Uh, if you guys want to read a really interesting article about the, the two cards we just talked about, uh, go over to uh, Star City Games and check out Karsten Cotter's Legacy article. Yeah. It basically talks about how absurd the two of these cards are going to be in Legacy when you have a format full of fetch lands and cantrips. Mm-hmm. And cheap stuff like spell pierces and dazes. Right. He's just like, these cards are going to be super dangerous for this format. So Yeah. If you if you have an if you have an interest in constructed magic, go check that out. It's actually it's actually a really good read and makes me want to uh, test some of his points and see if they're true. Yeah, I've I've definitely I haven't tested Treasure Cruise out, but the other one, the Dig Through Time, has been very very good. And it feels like it just the card selection. It's obviously not Factor Fiction, sure, but you know Factor Fiction is ridiculous. Yeah, Factor Fiction is one of the best like twenty 
20 blue cards in cube and that's like including the power cards or whatever. Like, yeah. And I think treasure cruise still is very, very good. Um, yeah, obviously windmill slam in any non rare cube. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my God. But yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. I'm going to draw three. Yes. That card's real dumb. All right. Anyway, so three blue cards. How rare is it for us to get three blue cards out of a set that could be included? Not very often. Pretty crazy, right? Like, yeah. All right. Let's move on. So in black, Blood Soak Champion, a card I didn't believe when I first read it because it was in Chinese, and I thought there was a translation error, much like with True Name Nemesis. <laughs> I was like, what? Somebody goofed. So it's one black mana for a 2-1 human warrior, not a zombie, unfortunately. Blood Soak camp- Champion can't block, so flavor text. Raid, one in a black. Return Blood Soak Champion from the graveyard to the battlefield. Activate this ability only if you attack with a creature this turn. So no limit, and there's yeah. there's no limits on that either. So you can do it multiple times. Right. So auto include. Yeah, like I definitely if you support like any this. sort of black aggressive strategy. I feel like this and Grave Cult Crawler are like one and one a. Yeah, I think this might be the best black one drop. Yeah, I mean Just, the fact that you can always get it back whether or not you have a zombie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, th- this card's always coming back. It's always coming back. I mean, how rare is it not to have a creature to attack with in your aggressive decks? And as you said, what if you have a goblin bombardment? Every two, yeah. every two mana turns into, every two mana on your turn turns into one damage. Yeah, and I've been meaning to this and the uh, Grim Harus packs because of that, just trying to put more sacrifice cards back in to, you know, support this guy, because that is, Bombardment is ridiculous with this guy. Spawning Pit, Carrion Feeder, a lot of those cards are pretty ridiculous with that, too. And even with, you know, his, you know, brothers, you know, Bloodgast and Skeleton, whatever. Uh, Reassembling Skeleton? Yeah. So, like, those cards, it's a pretty interesting combination to do with that. But, yeah, this card's ridiculous. I honestly thought there was some kind of translation thing. I was like, what? Did what? <laughs> There's also something borderline insulting about it being the only guy attacking with it, them killing it, and you just being like, all right, he's back. <laughs> yeah. I had a creature attack this turn, dude. Doesn't say, you know, other creature, just says creature. So, yeah, like if you're, if you're black attacking decks at all, or black sacrifice decks at all, which probably is every cube. Mm-hmm. This guy's uh, uh, an auto-include. This guy's yeah, sweet. This, guy's, this guy does seem sweet. All right. Talk about uh, Grim Haru Specs, which was the other card that you brought up. Yeah, so it's a 2 and a black for a 3-2 morph black. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. And I he's a 3-2, like right? Yeah, he's a 3-2. He's not a 2-2. Two, two. Right, so, so, more- so he's a 3-2 for 3, which isn't completely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But if you morph him, his morph cost is only one, so that's yep. good, right? Like, we like cheap morph costs. Mm-hmm. And then when another creature, you know, when another non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. Uh, the, the only thing is, is how often is there going to be your other creatures that's dying and not this one? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you can force weird attacks. I guess that can be a thing. Just like, well, all right, send these guys in. Right. And just like, you know, so you're like morph pre-combat, here they come. Uh, okay, kill them. Alright, doink, draw three, draw three, mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Although yeah. I suppose they could then kill things before, you know, combat, right? So. That's true. If they yeah. haven't. 
where you're like, hey, turn his face up. They're like, oh, sweet, kill it. All right, now combat damage is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's like, oh. I do like, I, I do like this guy, and I do think if you are playing this thing, I mean, holy crap, right? Yeah, definitely a lot of carded, and it's, you know, goes again well with the sacrifice cards too. So, but yeah, I don't know, I like this guy. I think he's pretty sweet. Yeah, there's I another card I don't... I'm out. I'm sorry, say that again? I'm certainly willing to try him out. Yeah, I think he's pretty sweet. There's one card I don't think we mentioned, like, Empty the Pits, which I think... Oh, is that the is, speed generator guy? It makes the two twos, it's like quad black and double X. Right, so it's XX, black, 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 delve, put X, two, two, black zombie tokens on the creature under the battlefield tapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I've heard, you know, it's people talking... Thing, right? Say it again? It's an instant, right? Yeah, it's an instant. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, I've heard some people, like, you know, Marcel and some other people who've been testing it, and they said it's good and constructed. I think the problem is a card is objectively powerful as, what's that guy, Phyrexian Obliterator? Uh-huh. Like, as objectively powerful as that card is, and it's it's quite good mm. when you think about it. It's just the quad black takes it out of a lot of cubes. Sure. There aren't really many black quad black cards, like quad mana cards, like Cloud Thresher. I think if it was three and three green, that card would probably be in windmill slam in a lot of cubes. Mm. But, like, the, the quad black on that's kind of awkward, which is unfortunate. Dawn Elemental? Yeah, the old Don Elemental. Yep. The Invoke Prejudice with uh, awkward art. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of this, but Quad Black is rough. Yeah. And this is a card that does actually feel mythic. Like, yes. that's a mythic. It, it feels mythic. Sure does. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do like this card. I, I'm just not going to play it. The, yeah, the, just... the Quad Black's a bit much for me. Although I do like the fact that it's instant. Um... I feel like, and I feel like it's likely better and constructed too, especially entering a format where it's full of fetch lands. And you have a bunch of two and three color lands coming in too, where the quad black, probably not going to be that big a deal. So like we have a standard format where we're going to start getting more, uh, more cards entering the graveyard in addition to lots of ways to fix mana. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Yeah, not much else really in black. I guess the one in a black two one ETB tapped and then raid. Um, if you're if you've attacked with a creature opponent discards a card, I think that's not bad. I mean it's filler. Like, yeah. I always wanted a ravenous rats as a two one. Sure. But like, eh. yeah. Like shrug. Yeah. I mean, there's also like murderous cut too, which I think is better better in constructed formats, which is four and a black. Uh, instant with delve that's just destroy target creature. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, uh, legacy decks we're playing, uh, what's the, the ghastly demise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just like a, a form of ghastly demise. Pretty much. I, it feels, I honestly think I'd just rather have like a doom blade or an ultimate price or something like that over murderous cut. It just feels like the setup, at least with a card like, um, Dig through time. Mm-hmm. If you're putting in the payout, like if you're paying, getting it with a four mana discount, you're getting something huge. Right. You're digging seven deep and getting two cards. For this, you're getting a slightly cheaper removal spell, sure. which is okay. It's not ridiculous. It's solid for for non rare cubes, though. 
Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Uh, let's talk about another real color. Yeah, good old red. Yeah, let's talk about red. And, yeah. uh, and let's talk about the elephant or planeswalker in the uh, room. Oh yeah, Sarkin finally gets a good, <laughs> good card. Right, after a few permutations, even though there are, are certainly some people who, who love themselves a, uh, red green Sarkin. As much as I tried to like that guy, I just, Never did. Yeah, this guy just. This guy though is just a what? This guy is sweet. So, uh, Sarkin the Dragon Speaker is three red red. Uh, starting loyalty is four. Uh, his plus one is until end of turn. Uh, he becomes a legendary four four. I like that this has to be a legendary. A legendary Mm -hmm. four four red dragon creature with flying indestructible and haste. Mm-hmm. His minus three is Sarkin the Dragon Speaker deals four damage to target creature. So we get to, uh, uh, what's his name? Somebody. Flame slash. Slash somebody. And his minus six is you get an emblem with at the beginning of your draw strap, draw strap, like throat, <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of your draw step, draw two additional cards and at the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. So you get a grafted skull cap. I think it's Grafted Skull Clap Cap Plus, right? Because you draw two. Grafted Skull Clap? Something yeah. It's a horrible venereal disease. Oh, my God. What about Grafted Skull Clamp? Oh, ooh, it's like, ooh Skull Clamp. Oh, because you get to draw two cards. It's perfect. Yep. yep Grafted yep. Skull Clamp. Very nice. Very nicely done. We got a nickname. That, that almost makes up for your missing rock, paper, scissors earlier. I don't think anything can. Yeah, maybe not. That's, that's pretty good. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, so, so yeah, I, I'm not sure what there is to talk about this guy other than the fact that I can't wait to cast Koth on four and Sarkin on five. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I had a, at the open, I drafted a pretty sweet wildfire deck with wildfire and burning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to seed the packs. It's a little too much work. And then, of course... Sarkin wasn't in that draft pad, in that draft. Uh, yeah, otherwise that would have been ridiculous. I mean, the deck was still insane, but I think I, I posted on it on Twitter about a week ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's essentially split card, Flame Tongue Kavu, Storm Breath Dragon. And it's, yeah, just ridiculous. This, I don't know if I like it better than Thundermall Hellkite, but I mean, Wow, this guy's really good. Yeah, this guy is ridiculous. I'm a big fan. I can't imagine a world where this guy is not in my cube. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm willing to save time to to talk about cards that we may have Hard. to consider something yeah, about. I don't feel like this guy has any consideration at all. Red mono red doesn't has a couple okay plane has one very good planeswalker. Two decent ones, but this guy is just a uh, oh boy. Yeah, I am definitely a big fan. This guy is so we. All right, talk about the uh, war name aspirant. Yes, not war name aspirin, like you know, little no. pieces of like white tablets on the card. The aspirants. So it's the I guess riff on what's that guy? Stormblood Berserker. Yes. One in red. One in red for two one. When it enters the battlefield. Oh no. When Raid. Raid, yeah. When it, en- it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter, if you attacked with a creature this turn, and War Name Aspirant can't be blocked by creatures with 
one or less power. That's it. So so it's a uh, you know hey hello Elspeth I guess. Right you, right N- nice tokens bro nice wall bro. Mm-hmm and it's you know one and a red for a two one but let's be honest it's a three two. Yeah this guy's gonna be a three two a lot a lot of the time. Yeah. I like this guy. It's it's quite it attacks for three. Yeah, it's a two mana three power guy that has additional text that does something. Yeah, I mean, like nice. not being able to be blocked by tokens or whatever even makes this card. Even if you get in the unfortunate situation of getting your one drop cacked, uh, two one uh, goblin piker that can't be blocked by power one or less, still not terrible. Yeah, right. I mean, and it doesn't care what this creature's power is. I mean, you can bone splitter it up. Here comes a 4-1. Can't mm-hmm. block with these things, you know? I, the thing I like about this kind of evasion is it it makes your opponent have to actually commit a card or, like, an actual dude to blocking this. It can't be like, oh, I'm just going to put a soldier token. It's like, no, no, sorry. No, no, I, I require a full card, sir. Yeah, we're going to need something else for... You need to trade something for my two-mana card. Right, right. Unless, of course, it's another red deck, and they're like, okay, well, two damage to this and one damage to that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah. Frown. Yeah, it's like, wah, wah. Right. But I like this card. It's it's quite nice. And also, yeah, don't phone it in and, like, take out Gorehouse Chainwalker. Like, there's there's probably better things to cut in your cube. Don't be lazy. Right. Yeah, Gorehouse, also a fine man. Yeah. So, but I like this card. Valley Dasher feels like would have been an include in cubes years ago, but not really now. That's the one in red for two one haste has to attack each turn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like would have been windmill slam years ago, but not so much now. Let's, Do you want to talk let's about, about jeering instigator though? Yeah, let's talk about that guy. Okay, so jeering instigator. Uh, another card I thought was weird, a translation thing. One in red for a two one goblin rogue. Morph to in a red. When Jeering Instigator is turned face up, if it's your turn, gain control of another creature until the end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste until the end of turn. So whatever act of treason on a dude. Right. I uh I, I find it interesting that they 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 worded it so you can't flip it on your opponent's turn. Yeah, so you can't ray of command right, them. Right, so whatever. you can't like ray of command their guys and, and <laughs> what? That, that would have be been ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a feeling they probably had that happen in limited, oh, like when they're playtesting oh, it. Absolutely, it started out as just like gain control of target creature until end of turn against haste, and then yeah, there's like, just too many, too many gotchas. Yeah, it's like so I'm gonna steal your morph, and then I'll block with my morph, <laughs> or I'll use your morph to block your other morph. Oh, and I'm gonna look at your morph. Okay. Right, right, I get to get control of it, and I'm going to look at it, and then decide what I'm Yeah, it's uh, very, yeah, I, I'm not sure what to think of this guy, to be completely honest. I know, like, Sam, um, who's that guy, Tom Ross, seemed to like mm-hmm. it, like the, the current red mage du jour. Sure, sure. What do, you, what do you think of this guy? Okay, so, once again, I, I, I'm looking for morph cards that I want to play, and I'm looking for morph cards that... I'm looking for, and I'll, I'll just start it out because there's been too many mentioned. I want more punishable offenses for auto-killing morphs. Huh, I like that. Um, the only real punishable offense morph we have right now is Willbender. Yeah. That if I play him and I have mana up, someone can't just go, oh, kill it. And there's, like, no drawback. Right? Because mm-hmm. at this point right now, all the morphs we have 
like, is there any reason not to kill a morph that might be exalted angel? That might yeah. be the guy that gives people minus X minus X. That might be a Vesuvian shapeshifter. That might mm-hmm. be a, you know, three, two when it turns face up, destroy target enchantment or artifact. Like there's all these well, things that are just like, there's like literally sh- almost no reason for me not to kill it right now. And unfortunately this guy does not break that mold. Yeah, well, shapeshifter can fit that, like based on the removal they have. Like say, like say they want to bolt it, and you have a worm coil or something. Sure, like, sure, right. Then you can blank yeah. it, right? Uh, but it's not, but it's not like a, it's not like Willbender, and they probably have a huge incentive to do it. Like it's like a, if they have, you know, if they just happen to have shapeshifter, that's their. That's the punishment, but other than that, like, okay, I'm probably just going to snap kill this thing. Right. Like, if Will they're already... the only one that makes you go, hmm, this might yeah. be bad for me if I do this. And I think that's the reason why uh, Gom- uh, Zombie Cutthroat was so good as in that role, because you got to, even with No Man Up, you got to flip it and make people waste a card. However, five life is just a really steep cost to pay. Yeah. Um, but I, or, you know, or some of these morphs where you just, like, reveal a card of the color to turn it face up, none of those cards are really worth it on the the front side of the card to make it that I want to play those cards to punish people. I just want more punishable fences. I want more ways to not just... I want more people to go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't kill that morph because it's going to end badly for me. However, even a willbender, I mean, at some point, you know, unless it's late game and you have something, you know, and you have command of what's going on, at some point, don't you just have to try to kill it? I mean, yeah. you can't you can't stay under its yoke all the time. But if you're in a winning position, you would certainly slow down on casting your spells that target things. Mm-hmm. It's like I have a source of plowshares, and I have a titan. Hmm. Right. Should I get this morph out of the way? And they have blue mana. Huh? Yeah. I think like, I'll uh... just attack instead. Yeah. So you know, there's there's certainly things like that. Like I want to see more cards like that. And I have not seen them yet, so. Which is kind of unfortunate. Like, yeah, it's, and especially in the era of more, like, powerful creatures, too. And, and I think I, I saw, I don't know who it was, if it was one of the uh, limited resources guys, um, but I, I did see the observation that all of the reveal a card to unmorph it will not, win a battle against a face-down morph. Yeah, and that, I think that, yeah, Marshall, when he did that, when he previewed that, those cards. Right, so, for example, it, yes, there's a morph that untaps, and it, it doesn't die to a morph, but it doesn't also it doesn't kill it either. So you can't mm-hmm. just get people in limited with it. I thought that was an interesting and, observation. And also that at four mana, there's no morphs that outright kill and survive versus another morph, too. Right. So unfortunately, there's yeah, there's no exalted angel type things going forward, I right. guess. And since we are right. in the, and since you know, un- unfortunately, but fortunately for us, we're in the, we're in the as cube managers, we're in the business of big, powerful, awesome things. So a a good move as far as the morph mechanic goes and how it's handled in limited and constructed play is not necessarily a good move for us to find more cards of this type. Yeah, it's kind of like when the door was closed on two mana counter spells. Right. Or like, uh, or the, what's that? Stone Rain. Right. 
Yeah, and it's just a, it seems like that's probably a door that's being closed for Morse. It's like, well, we're bringing it back with a catch. And in, you know, in all reality, whenever, you know, these, all these mechanics are coming back, essentially, the like counter spells always are coming back. LD, we haven't really seen a playable, you know, or a very good LD spell since probably acidic slime or like tech edge or something. Right, right. You also had the, the, the goblin from Zendikar that you could kick and blow up a land. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Blow up a non-basic or whatever it is. Yeah, Rune yeah, Blaster. Yeah, Rune Blaster was the last, like, decent one, you know, so. Yeah, but there's, there's not, no Avalanche. No. There's not even Avalanche Riders anymore, you know? No. So, but that's, that's kind of my little spiel on, uh, on morphs right now. And this will come up later too as we, as we discuss another morph, but that's kind of so where would I'm you, with this. So I don't know. I, I kind of like this card, but it's, it's not, it's, it's the mana. Not con- it's not convincing enough. Like I, I mean, I don't even play. What was the 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 multi kicker one from the last set that you liked? The three mana. Oh, one. harness. Yeah, by I don't force. even like harness by force that much. So I think this is this feels worse than harness Correct. by force. I, I like I like harness by force, but like right. I don't feel this, this is as good as harness, and I don't play harness. Even though I want to play yeah. more, I don't think I'm going to play this either. Which is kind of unfortunate with these kind of cards is like the addition of more morph cards makes the morph cards better. Mm-hmm. Because it adds a little mystery to it, but at the same time they're just objectively worse. Right. At least like this guy is objectively worse than a lot of threes, and I can kind of get the idea of, uh, you know, just trying to make it a little more, fl- you know, just like a two mana two one that you can morph, but it's just a two mana two one. Say whatever. Right. All right. Well. Let's, uh, for now, I mean, is there any other red cards that you want to address? Howl of the Horde is sort of interesting, but it feels, I mean, it's a, it's a card that you have to invest multiple cards before you get anything out of it. You don't, you don't get anything at all for the first investment. The thing I guess is interesting about this card is, say you attack, and then you can pull interesting bluff tricks with this, like say you attack and it raids, and you're casting Howl of the Horde. They have to counter it because it makes copies. Like, if they're at a low life total, they're like, well, I guess I have to counter this, or I'm just going to die to a bunch of lightning bolts. It creates an interesting dynamic for that, but I just don't know if that's enough, you know? Now, tell me something about Howl of the Horde. Do you have to cast it in order to get the raid effect? Do you have to cast it after attacking? Or do you, can you cast it pre-attacking... And then you get the raid version of the card if you then afterwards attack. I believe it's you have to do it during second okay. main. So it's even hard to necessarily do bluff tricks then, right? Because they don't know you yeah. have Howl of the Horde when you attack. Well, I just mean if you cast it on your second, like say your second main and you have have raid, and it's like, well, casting Howl of oh, the Horde. Oh, to try to bluff and, and then countering the Howl? Yeah, in case you have something else. Oh, that, is that worth you know, a card? You want to cast I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting sure. thing. I don't know if it's necessarily I mean, good. I feel like I'd rather ca- I'd rather have double stroke in my cube, so I can cast yeah. two <laughs> fire blasts that way instead of casting two fire blasts this way or three fire blasts this way or whatever. That's very that true. Do. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the one two with haste prowess? Yeah, I don't like prowess very much in this format. At least it triggers off of all non-creatures and not just instants true. and sorceries. But I don't know. Nah. 
It feels like one of those cards probably need to try a little bit, but I'm probably going to well, end up disappointed. We just got a 3-2 for two. We, you know, we're getting all these 3-2s for two now in red that I mm-hmm. don't know if we need a possible 2-3. A do a little bit of work to get a 2-3, do a lot of work to get a 3-4. Yeah. Well, it's cost one mana. Oh, oh, At least it's oh, not two. Was, isn't there a two mana one? I thought that's what we were talking about. Oh, no, no. This is, It's a one mana for oh, okay. a one-two haste prowess. I don't know. Not that exciting. Not a fan of prowess, really. Yeah, yeah it's a, so. it's awkward. All right, uh, let's move on to the final color. Let's move on to green cards, because there's not many of them, because we certainly need to talk about the multicolor cards a, a little bit here as well. So, Yeah, so there's a... I like Hooded Hydra. I think yeah, it's interesting. Now, now Hooded Hydra, to me, sounds like a euphemism for, like... Do I even need to say? I don't even know if I should. This is a family podcast. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> ask me on Twitter. Ask me on Twitter if you want. If you want to know what I think it sounds like. But I was hoping by know. the by insinuation that 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 maybe they know what it is. Anyway, so Hooded Hydra is it's a morph card. So that's kind of neat, right? So uh, yeah. Hooded Hydra, as once I find it, so I don't screw it up. Here it is. It's uh, casting cost is X green green. And Hooded Hydra enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. We're getting a lot of these Hydra cards now in green, especially. When Hooded Hydra dies, put a one one green snake creature token onto the battlefield for each plus one plus one counter on it. And it has a morph cost of five. And when you unmorph it, you get to put five counters on it. So you get to unmorph it as a five five. So you pay your three mana plus your five mana to get a five five. Or you could pay your seven mana to get a five five. Either way, when it dies, mm-hmm. you get a bunch of one ones. Yeah, you get a bunch of snakes. It's a, it's a nombo with Ophiomancer because it is a oh, snake no. and it makes snakes. Yeah, the the two card the, nombo. The for this is kind of disturbing. I don't know. It looks weird. A bunch of cobra heads. It I don't does. know. It's kind of like something out of nightmares. It's got a bunch of tails too. It feels like it's Innistrad almost. The dark, like the the mm. spookiness and just this weird Hydra creature. It feels little, almost Innistrad-y. Kind of reminds me a little of Snake Basket, too. Oh, Snake Basket. I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> that card is in cool. like my very first cube. Probably. I could so, see that. If I built a cube back in the yeah, day, I probably would have put it, too. So, yeah, Hooded, I, I, I kind of dig this card. I like this card as a, uh, just like the front side of this card. I dig it. It was funny when I first saw it and I was like, didn't we just have an a, another X guy? Like, didn't we? Yeah, I was like, didn't we just see this? And we're getting like so many Hydras. Isn't this what? What's going on? And then I was like, oh, oh, it morph. Right. right. So, so <laughs> once again, matter. it's a morph. What reason do I have not to try to kill this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want it dead. Yeah. The thing is, is you know, I actually no longer even play the one that makes uh, it's you know the uh the squirrel version, or uh, Felonite Hermit. Was that guy any good? Problem was, is he wasn't abusable with like blink tricks. He wasn't abusable with, uh, reanimation. Like you couldn't do anything with that. So like literally his only mode that mattered was three plus five mana. And that was kind of like, yeah. And was it even that, was it even like that God, good it was fine. when that happened? I mean, you know, it makes a bunch of guys. It's fine, you know, but this card is better than that card, I think. Because this I guy agree. actually has yeah. a front side that you can just cast. I mean, if you're a mid-range deck and you're playing against the aggro deck, like maybe you just make a two-two for four, 
And then that guarantees that you're going to mm-hmm. be able to block three creatures. You know, you block one this turn, two the next turn. Or even if they kill it, if they burn it, then you still have two creatures, right? They have things to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think this guy. Did you ever play Nantuko Vigilante? Vigilante? It's my green, it's my remaining green morphs. Yeah, I was about to say, this complements that one pretty well. That's true. Which I guess yeah. is And I'm thing. looking for another green morph. I think this is close enough that I want to play it. I don't know how often I'll actually be morphing it. Yeah, I, I feel like which is the which is the mode A and which is the mode B? Because it feels like with this card, there's a mode A, which you'll do it most of the time, and there's a B, right. which and is I a backup. and I don't like that you can't, you know, like our statement earlier of morph on three, unmorph on four, have it be awesome. There's none of that yeah, really going on anymore, so that's a little lame. Uh, but yeah, because once I get to, okay, so if I have eight mana in play, I'm definitely just casting it, right? I'm not putting it face down and then yeah. surprise, yeah. I have a five, five. And they're like, Hey idiot, you could have had a six, six. Oh yeah. I'll, yeah. You can, you can however, just have six. Snakes. What you can do though, is it's, I, I suppose there's interactions where you can slip it under counter magic for three. Yeah. But I feel like primary uh, mode is just going to be the front side. Which yeah, I, I actually think I'm okay with. I, I would have I would have said Genesis Hydra would have been the slam dunk here if it would have let you get a land. But it's, yeah. but it doesn't. So uh, even though I kind of like Them's Genesis Hydra a little bit still, I, I'm not playing it. But I have a feeling I'll try this one. Yeah. How about He's, the other morph? Nice the bio box. Uh, what Rattle... is the other morph? Oh, Rattleclaw, Rattleclaw Mystic. That guy's not bad. It's a, what a two, it's a, it, uh, obsoletes golden okay, so, hind. Yeah, so it's one and a green for a two one, uh, and you tap it for rug mana. So it makes either mm. a, it's a human shaman, by the way, not an elf. It makes either, uh, green, red, or blue. Uh, and the morph cost is two to turn it face up. And then when he is turned face up, you add red, blue, green to your mana pool. So you basically get to ramp. A turn. And fix yeah. for a turn. I like that. I, I I like this card. I think it's not bad. I think it kind of punishes people for killing it by them being like, oh man, that's all it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> although, although jumping from like three the to five is, is important. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it ramps into Titan mana, which is cool. Let's see. And even just casting it, even just casting it as a two car, two mana card mm-hmm. I found is not bad. I think it's, it's, okay. it's all right. I, I, I'm not as excited about it as I think some other people are. Um, yeah. I thought, no, you're, no, you go from three to six. I'm sorry, because you get to tap it for the mana too. You're right about that. So you do get to go from three to six. Yeah. So it is a, it is a two mana one time ramp. So I, yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just kind of yeah. like, meh. I kind of want to see this card in action before I decide to, luckily, you know, you get to pick up, I get to pick up a foil one for relative ease. Since it's, it's going to be the bio box promo. That's true. But that's true. Did oh, you get yeah, a Rattle Master? Master? Yeah. Off the bio box. For like, nice. For like I, I, I use that art because I. Yeah, I bought a bunch cheap because of my because I loved it in cube. I was like, all right, I'm buying two play sets. And honestly, I should yeah, have bought I, much more. Every time more. I do that, I think to myself, here here's your finance tangent of the day. I look back and I think of all these cards that I just got a play set of or five of for me. You know, so I have like four plus cube or whatever for foil ones. And I, I look back and I'm going, mm-hmm. why didn't I just get as many as possible? 
Yeah, and, and even I knew Rattlemaster was really good from from playing it in Cube. I just for some reason I didn't think it would. For a while, I was like checking, I was checking like the MTG subreddit, like the Spike subreddit, Twitter, and like nobody was talking about it for so long. I'm like, am I am I insane? Like this, am I just you know like yelling at windmills, thinking this card is actually ridiculous when it isn't? I'm like, nobody's talking about this card. Am I? What what's going on? And then it, you know, was the centerpiece of whatever that deck was. Rabble Red Revolution Rabble. or whatever. Hey, by the way, nice uh nice reference there. You're yelling what, at Windmills what reference? reference. Oh. Okay, nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what kind of uh I'm recharged. Uh Windmill. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So multicolor cards or yeah, tricolors. Yeah. Let's talk about since, since these is these uh, are the actual you know cons, right? Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cons. <laughs> so unfortunately, a lot of them are just really hard to put in a cube, just because it, as interesting as they look, the pipe dream may not come as easily as you may think. And that's what I you know how often like think of how often in cube. You see a double color card, like a Celestia card or a Azorius card, not drafted because nobody's in it. I was like, okay, that card's in the sideboard, and then make it that much harder to cast by being tricolor. Right. Like, All right, this is it's going to be harder to play. I think, yeah. And so, how do you want to? Well, how do you we'll want to talk? We'll about just you know, talk about them. We'll just kind of go down the list here. Um, Let's talk about since we were just talking about the uh the Timur cards. Uh let's go ahead and talk about the Timurs, the red white the rug ones, right? Okay. So let's talk yeah. about let's talk about those first, because I think there's a couple cards we can talk about. Um and the 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 first one that that comes to mind for me is Savage Knuckleblade. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's uh, those yeah, LSD so Savage Knuckleblade is uh green, blue, red. For a 4-4 Ogre Warrior that has three abilities. The first one is, and these are non-tapping abilities. The first one is two and a green. Savage Knuckle Blade gets plus two, plus two till end of turn, but you can only activate it once per turn. Two and a blue, return him to its owner's hand, and just a red, gains haste until end of turn. This card's cool, right? Yeah, it's definitely got a lot right. of modes to you it. Know, and this this card is very good on turn three. This card is very good on turn four. Especially if your fourth mana is another red. Oh four, yeah. Four four haste yeah. for four. Yeah. Sure. Why not? That gets that gets value mm-hmm. later. Yeah, that's fair. Uh I happen to like this card quite a bit. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. quite efficient. Uh however. So, and you know, I hesitate to hesitate to say this, but I, I kind of like to put an umbrella over a lot of. Whenever you hear us talk about a three mana con, you know, member, you know, three mana multicolor card, three color multicolor card, uh, there, there's this storm cloud lurking over it, right? Of when are we going to be able to? Ca- how often are we going to cast this on turn three? Especially for the more aggressively minded creatures. So that's just like this like mm-hmm. pall that hangs over it, right? I mean, how good is the Naya one? You know, the Naya one's just a five four for three. 
I mean, that card yeah. is enormous. And how many cubes does Zatsy play in? Uh, right. Not many. So, so I think there's this like pall hanging over it of, is this card going to be cast on turn three? Now, to be fair, this card on turn four has a, because of the haste, gets a little bit of your, uh, a little bit of your, your value back as it were. Um, but I think we can, you know, just kind of put that umbrella overall. You cast a little bit of, uh, a little bit of shadow over all these is that, you know, you might not be able to cast them on turn three all the time. So. Yeah, it might be closer to six. Mean, if you have a good deck, I'm hoping or five. four is where, you know, yeah. where you want to be. Obviously, if you're man, if you're not drafting your mana fixing highly, you just can't play these guys. If you're, if you're all yeah. basics all the and, time guy, and unless you just moto your mana like a champion all the time, you're just, this, this just isn't going to happen. <laughs> I like that. It is, it does seem, I had a point and it died. I don't know. I got nothing. But this yeah, guy's awesome, this... right? It's got all these abilities. It gives it, so it gives it, it certainly gives it late game value, right? So even if you play this guy on turn, I don't know, turn seven, he could still yeah, be still a fine. six six haste. I mean, yeah. or he could be a four four haste that if they try to kill it, you just put him back in your hand. Mm-hmm. So this guy definitely has some play to him for sure. I wonder if, now that I think about it, if the top ability costs two and a green, the middle one costs one and a blue, and the bottom one costs red, just to go like, right to even you know, out. three, two, one. But then, yeah, and then they were like, well, this cost, that's a little too cheap. Yeah, we're I, gonna bump I'm, it up. I, I'm, I'm, I wonder if you're right. That, that seems like something that, that's, would be very visual pleasing, that visually pleasing that it might have started out with, you know? Or maybe it was two so and a like, blue nope. and one and a green. I don't know. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, nice. I, I, that, that'd be, that'd be interesting to, to find out if it, if it ever had a life as one of those things. I'm guessing it probably did. Yeah. So, probably. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Let's Surak- talk about Surak Dragon Claw. Another card. I was like, what? Yeah. So this <laughs> guy no is sense. two green, blue, red. He is a six, six legendary human warrior with flash. He can't be countered. Creature spells you control can't be countered, and other creatures you control have ha- have trample. That's a lot yeah, of abilities. So, yeah, that's certainly. I'm kind of surprised he doesn't have trample, Whatever. but I He's mean, got flash and yeah, can't be countered. Six, six. And your stuff can't be countered. The six six for five. Yep, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I don't know if I like this or knuckle, knuckle blade, whatever yeah. guy better. I, I, I'm probably yeah. leaning knuckle blade. But if you're, uh, you know, if, if you're a little more mid-rangey or you, you like the, the, the mid-range battles, this guy is maybe where you want to go. Here's, I hate to break it to you guys. I, I, I hate to break it to you all. I'm not taking out Maelstrom Wanderer. Oh, if, yeah. If I'm, That's if a fun I'm card. playing, a rug card, a teamwork card. I'm playing Maelstrom Wanderer. Yep. The double Yo, cascade. dog. I heard like cascade. <laughs> so I put cascade on your cascade so you can cascade when you cascade. Yeah. Oh, I finally remember the point I was going to make earlier. Yeah. yeah. 
it's, a lot of these cards don't tend to well uh, lend themselves well to the double color splash a third kind of things. I guess Knuckle Blade doesn't really, but yeah, sure. Ciroc, I mean, five, a five turn five is fine to try to find a third color if your mana is good. Yeah. I was about to say, I guess that's the issue of, yeah, if your man is good enough you know, for Milstrom it. But, Wanderer, certainly. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. Especially in green. If you're, like, gr- if you're green, splashing oh, yeah, either okay. red or yeah, blue, it's going to help you find like, those other colors as it is. So, so even though I like both of yeah. these cards, I still don't like either of them as much as I like Maelstrom Wanderer. How's that? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Like, what is it, Siege Ooh, Rhino? Siege Rhino. The, uh... So it's one white, black, green for a 4-5 trample. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses three life and you gain three life. So I'm guessing you're you're old school enough to remember the uh-huh. old Burnham and Burnham decks. So the funny thing is when I saw it, I'm like, that's the first thing I thought of immediately. I'm like, Burnham and Burnham. But it's like, oh, but it's not, it's the two, the one of the colors that it is. Right. Is red. Except for that's what he is. He's an but Burnham that burns them. Exactly what he is, right? Mm-hmm. At least yeah. you don't have to give anything forest walk. And yeah, right. Just, just get trample. This guy is ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to only include one or two wedge cards or tricolors, yeah, this, and this is, is pretty is an good. Abzan card, but yeah, I'm trying to get used to using these yeah. names. Uh, but yeah, the I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like a Doran the Siege Tower. I always sing. Uh, have you ever heard the, the song I always sing whenever I sing, uh, whenever I play Dorian? I'm guessing some for, uh, oh. no, I don't think I've actually heard it. It's, uh, uh, what's his name? It's, uh, Gnarls Barkley. Right? Because, because, <laughs> because it's, because Barkley, right? Because that was his nickname, right? Gnarls Barkley, he's bark, he's a tree. And then you sing, oh, yeah. I remember, I remember when, remember when I cast in 05. <laughs> Wow, I like it. I remember in that first cube draft that I did where all the tricolor mm-hmm. cards were wheeling, that Doran was one of them. I was like, well, okay, this is, I'm not, I'm not liking this. I, I don't think I should. cast in 05. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they're casting it, they're casting This guy is ridiculous. If you're going to, like I say, yeah, if you're going to cast yeah. three color cards, this is one that's pretty good. And it's in green. So that, you know, so your fixing is ostensibly better already to start. To be fair, you have green and the, uh, uh, teamer cards as well, but this card, I don't, I don't know what else you, yeah. could, you could possibly want from this card. So it's also good with blink abilities, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, or reanimation, or I guess. Making clones of it. I mean, all kinds yeah. of stuff you can do with this card. This card's sweet. Yeah. That's I, I don't one. really know what much more to say uh, about that card. It's awesome. There's a Ooh, Butcher of the Horde. Like yeah, it's a... This image right. calorie so, is so Butcher awkward. of the Horde is one red, white, black for a 5-4 flying demon. It says, sacrifice another creature. Butcher of the Horde gains your choice of vigilance, lifelink, or haste until end of turn. It's a 4-mana 5-4 yeah, flyer. Is there... Without a drawback. Is there really that much to say about this card? Especially considering that it's we so have weird. a creature in this set that you get to bring back onto the battlefield if something attacks. Yep. 
Oh, I'm going to attack with this guy. I mean... What a drawback. Give it haste. I mean, there are, <laughs> there are so many permutations, right, where th- where this card is just awesome. Like, hey, I'm a little bit behind on life. Oh, lifelink. Hey, I want to do damage fast. Haste. Hey, I want to be able to attack and lock. Vigilance. I want to be able to do multiple things. We did it. I mean, this card's awesome, right? Yep. I mean, this is... I. I can't yeah. imagine not including this card. As much as I liked uh, Zergo Helm Smasher when I first saw him, which is the 7-2 uh, haste indestructible on your turn, and this mm-hmm. guy is just a vicious, vicious beating. Yeah, I. it's like the three-color yes. aristocrat. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. It's, it is like, and, and for those of you yeah. who had a chance to play that card in cube, woo. That's a yeah, it's pretty aggressive card. I remember like um in the Grixis cube moto cube draft siding in aristocrat to just deal with the opponent having planeswalkers. It's like, "Oh, nice Jace. You want to brainstorm?" Okay. I'm attacking with this aristocrat and yeah, it's like dead. this card. And the thing that's nice yep. about this card too is the ability is to to get either of his abilities, it's it's a not mana not a mana cost. And you could use it on defense if yeah. you wanted. So, I mean, do yeah. I really want to attack I'll into block. this 5-4 and have them give it lifelink? Yeah, like, I'll block with this and my wall of omens and before damage, sack the wall I mean, to give this guy lifelink. stuff you can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This, this guy's, guy's good. really like good it. and is another one of the three color cards I think I would be leaning heavily to, to including if you're not planning on including one of every uh, three color combination. I am. I'm going to include one of every three color combination because I kind of, I like cycles and I think there are enough good cards mm-hmm. in all the three color combinations now to make it worth it. Yeah. For a while, Teamer was kind of embarrassing. Like, for the longest time, all it had was Intet and Guided Passage. Right. And, and then like, we all learned like, of the I, Wanderer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then there was the Wanderer. And then the light like, oh, shone through okay. the clouds. This is fair. Oh. And the people rejoiced. <laughs> oh, my. That was. Yeah. Carter is so <laughs> All right. I like it. Do you want to talk okay, about yeah. Soul so Tie the Charm? Soul cards, I'm not as impressed with as some of the other ones. Um, now, I do only play one charm. I actually play Bant Charm as my uh, Bant color cards because I found, I found that all of the creatures that I want to play are just don't feel that good to me. Like, I've tried the guy that gives double strike, Rafik of the Many, and I was just always like, eh. I've tried uh, Janara, and I was just kind of always like, eh. And so if I'm going to do the cycle, this yeah. is a card I was definitely considering including, because I do much like uh, Bantarm, which allows you to interact with both creatures and other permanent types. This does it as well. Uh, and so it's uh, yep. black, green, blue mana, instant, and you have three modes. We have destroy target monocolored creature, destroy target artifact or enchantment, which if you know me, I don't play with sideboards. Those kind of abilities on reasonable cards are, are valuable to me. And the last mode is draw two cards, then discard a card. Cards yeah, perfectly which reasonable. Which is not bad, that last ability. Is it super exciting? Yeah. Maybe not. Are charms ever? But like, are, are charms no, ever but, exciting? Know, I, I've certainly gotten blown out by Bant Charm enough times, so to be like, really? 
I mean, it's got so yeah. many ways to interact, oh, no. you know? It's like, okay, get rid of a creature, get rid of an artifact, or get rid of a spell, like an instant. Like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all three of those have been relevant yeah. at different times. And a lot of times, like, you're just like, oh, wow, I did not expect to get blown out by that card. You know what I mean? Like, it's just useful mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And that's what I kind of like about this card, too. It's useful all the time because of the draw two, discard a card. You can just cash it in like a, uh, what's mm-hmm. his name, Charm? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Azorius. Uh, I guess, yeah, sure, you can do Azorius, but the blue-red Charm. It's Charm. Oh, oh, is it Charm? Yeah. And I guess that's the thing, at least from what I've seen in Standard, in like blue-white control, the cycling ability is a yes. lot more relevant than you would think. Even though it looks very unimpressive, like in a lot of the reviews, you've seen Soltai Charm, and the last mode is an analog to a, an unplayed mm-hmm. card called Catalog. But nobody's playing it for that. It's just gravy. And it's like, well, right. I need to get sometimes rid of this you thing. Don't so, need an yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, you just needed a different card. However, sometimes you want one of the other modes, so you're you're happy to have that too. You know. It's that's, like well, we were saying with that's a, absolutely a, right. A chrome sometimes vengeance. you want to blow up the world. Yeah. Sometimes you just want a new card. Yeah, so, or sometimes you're behind, or sometimes you right. just want to push that advantage. Right, exactly. and You don't need it. Sometimes anymore. you know you have a bunch of planeswalkers or and they're getting too many creatures in play. Time to clear, clear, yeah, clear like, nope. the path. So, a chrome, right. a chrome when like, like face fetters your uh, planeswalker. <laughs> you give the finger, the, the like, nope. tumble Sorry. finger wag. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other like uh, card, the, the other Sultai card, I think, is the uh, the the leader that I think we should talk about, is, which is Sidisi, oh, Blood Tyrant. Which is one oh, yeah. black, green, blue, uh, for a three, three legendary Naga Shaman. Naga, Naga, Naga. Not gonna work here anymore. You're not gonna uh, work here anymore. And, and uh, <laughs> she says, whenever Sidisi enters the battlefield or attacks, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from your library, put a two, two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Not tap. Oh, it doesn't come into play tap. So That's cool. the fact that you That's get cool. it, the fact that you have a chance of getting a two-two right away for four mana is that, that can yeah. interact is, is cool. pretty cool. The fact that every time it attacks, you have a chance of getting one as well. And let's let's be honest, we're in blue here. We're in a color that can draw cards and discard cards. Every time ah, you put yeah. a creature card into your graveyard from your I guess from your library, right? To, to the bill your stuff uh, cards. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't draw. You can't draw this card, unfortunately. But there are, you know, there are. There are some corner cases there as well, right? So, oh, I have this life from the loam that I'm bringing back. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Any yeah, of the dredge cards get a, if you if you like any of the dredge cards, they get additional value right then. Uh, what about? I, I mean. We're not necessarily talking about countries like Crusher because, you know, that's lots of red. And this is, you know, and only lands mm-hmm. are hitting the yard there. So that doesn't necessarily count. Uh, but I, I am sure there are other ways that this ability could matter. Besides, besides dredge. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, get, I can see that. But I kind of like this card too. I like the fact that you, that you get to 2-2 right away. Yeah. It doesn't come into play tapped. 
You get to do something with it. This feels like a mythic to me. And the fact that it's formatted means I like it way more than, uh, what was the elemental? It was like the 6-4 trample for a million mana. Fungal Shambler. Oh, oh, Fungal Shambler? Yeah. This card's way better than Fungal Shambler. So for me, it's between those two. It's between Sidisi and the charm for what I want to add to my cube. Was Fungal Shambler the one in Arabic? I don't think that yeah, was. That was Stone Tongue Basilisk. That was the one Basilisk. that was released on like one of those... or whatever was the Stone Tongue Basilisk. Oh, awkward. Yeah, you didn't know that? Wow. <laughs> no, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's in Sanskrit, I believe, the uh, Fungal Shambler. Yeah, it's in uh, Hindi? Which one's the I one think? that was in Sanskrit? Yeah, like There's one that's in Sanskrit, too. Maybe that's Sanskrit. I don't know. All these brown people languages look the same. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stone tongue is yeah. in Arabic. I know that for sure. I can't read it, but I can recognize it as Arabic. But yeah, I think the shambler is in in uh, Sanskrit. Yeah, the, yeah, I think that is Sanskrit. Also, random aside, um, since they printed Naga, I'm hoping they have a Naga plant so they can make a oh, ghost I... pepper. Because na- oh. Naga Jolokia. <laughs> That'd be sweet. It would have to be red. Red green. That'd be cool. Speaking of red green cards. Yeah, hey! Yeah. By, by the way, the, the, uh, re- the pre-release date for Stone Tongue Basilisk was September 22nd, 01. So, uh, yeah, what? 10 days after 9-11 with all the, yeah, we got a magic card promo printed in Arabic. That's, wow, that's real that's, uh, huh. <laughs> on a lot of levels. That obviously, is, wow. Obviously, you know, we're not modeling uh, a, a national tragedy here, but the fact that like a, you know, like shortly afterwards, <laughs> that there was a magic promo that's... in Arabic. In Arabic, yeah. Uh, Go figure. I was like trolling people in my cube because uh, I have mm-hmm. the Library of Alexandria in Arabic. I'm just like, right. can't you read Arabic? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't read right. Arabic, so because <laughs> they assume I no, speak I, Arabic. I, I'm I, like, no. Always around the, yeah, I can read that. They're like, read it, and I just tell them what it says in English. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my, that's like my that. part. It's my magical like party that. trick. All right. Uh, nice. So, hey, we, speaking we of two color cards, talk about. Uh, can we talk about the other uh, Mantis Rider? Oh, oh, it's at the top. <laughs> I can read. Yeah, right. let's talk about Mantis, Mantis Rider. Rider. Is the Just Guy, right? Just Guy card. Just as the, the yeah, Just Guy. Which guy? Just Guy. Um, so Mantis Rider ah. is uh, blue, white, red for a human monk, three, three, flying vigilance, haste. So it's Lightning Angel, minus one mana, minus one toughness. Yeah. So it's worse against bolts and beasts, but I think it's better yeah, otherwise. Yeah, so, you know, against the red decks that have lots of burn spells, it's going to be worse because they're going to be able to possibly kill it. However, if the red decks are... 
If they yeah, don't yeah, just red, have, sorry, oh, if, there? if the red decks are, are spending their turns just saying go, you're probably good. Anyway, if they, if you're attacking, if you're casting this on yeah. turn three, once again, there's the shadow again of can we cast this on turn three? So we don't need to talk about that a bunch, but if you're mm-hmm. casting this, you know, on turn three, it, it, it's better because it can block a turn earlier, right? Can attack and block a turn earlier than Lightning Angel. It's weaker, however, against like the three, uh, three damage burn spells. Um, but here's the other thing. What if, which card is better? So this card's better on turn three. Lightning Angel was better on turn four. Agreed? Mm, maybe? I almost think. I guess it depends, like Kansas how your mana is. Better on turn five than Lightning Angel. Yeah, because you can hold up a two right. mana counter spell or a burn because spell. When you have when you have five mana, you now have this ability to hold up additional additional mana to counter things, to have disruption, to have additional spells to play. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. which one's better. I've been running Lightning Angel for years and years and years, but this card has me. Originally, I was doubting, and the more I think about it, the more I'm not quite sure, and the more I think I just want to sit and and play with one or the other and count how many times the other one would have been better. Yeah. And, you know, you I have to ask your opponent that. for some feedback too, because you could say, Oh, well, if that was this, I would have done this or, you know what I mean? Like which one you could ask, mm-hmm. ask them, which, which one they think they would have, which would have been better or worse. So I think it's an interesting card and I think it's worth examining, especially if you're a modern cube yeah. owner who only wants like modern border cards because lightning angel, Oh, I guess it just came out, just came out. And it, oh no, oh, it they just did. came out in yeah. the box set, right? The speed burst hunting, you just got a, yep. uh, what's his yep. name on? A modern border one. So, never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget that minor yep. point I was about to make. <laughs> so, uh. We'll keep that one. Yeah, you can find. Uh, I'll offer official retraction on that <laughs> point of the modern border. But I'm not convinced, you know, I, I still want to examine this. If it's better or worse than Lightning Angel is the, is one mana greater than one toughness? I guess. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's a question which some, I, I think can be harder in reality than possibly what theory right. crafting I, could, I don't, I don't, could parlay. I don't think theory crafting it is, is going to give enough credence to one side or the other. Yeah. One side or the other accurately, I guess I should say. So. Yeah. So there. I like that. All right. Now let's talk about two color okay, cards. That works. That's cool. All right. So Sagu Mahler. Felt like I was going to put a segue. Oh, between... oh segue Sagu segue Mahler. Mahler. Hey, yeah. Segway Mahler, yeah. So for a green and a blue for a 6-6, six, six, trample hexproof. Sweet. Tramp. That would be. Morph three, a blue, and a green. Now that's it. <laughs> So, uh, what do you think? Alright, so here's my issue with this guy. Um, I think of all the different ways I can play him and different things I can do. Okay? So, I can't, once again, I can't play him turn three and then flip him up turn four. Right? So this is going to have a, an extra turn of exposure. Um, but I, I, when I look at this guy, I can't help but think of Simic Sky Swallower. Yeah. 
I think that's, this that's, is that's the definitely analog, the analog right? to that. So, Simic Sky Swallower costs one mana more to play face up. Has Shroud instead of Hexproof. So those, that, those are two negatives, right? But has Flying in Trample as opposed to just Trample. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. and then Sugamora has the advantage of being able to play it morphed and then unmorph it later, right? So technically it could come down a turn, it could come down multiple turns earlier than Simic Sky Swallower. Okay? Yeah. Or at least they come down right. and then start attacking earlier. So those are kind of like the points on one side or the other. Um, as far as casting it goes, this guy's obviously easier to cast. However, I want the thing I want to know is uh, uh, let me let me say it a different way. Sorry for uh, going backwards here. Whenever my opponent or I have a Simic Sky Swallower in play, it is unkillable. You do not have enough blockers to block a six six in the air the overwhelming majority of the time. And because it's trample, yeah. it doesn't get chumped. And to have six power worth of flyers is a big deal. That's a lot. Yeah, I guess black, like, the, the flying demons can put it into a fight, but, like, they're not going to attack if it's, they're like, hey, you've got a desecration demon, or hey, you've got a persecutor. This is a bad attack for me. Right. I'm going to attack. They're <laughs> so not going to do that. They're not. I wonder if I have any reason blue or green to deal with that guy. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I can't deal with it. I guess I got to attack here. (laughs) I feel like when that card's in play, it's just like such a headache. I don't think this card is as big a headache because I feel like it's a lot easier to have six power on the ground to block it than six power in the air to block it. Okay. That said, this guy can wear equipment. And he can also, he you know, receive growths of giant and such type effects. Not that there's a whole lot That's of those to go around these days, but, uh. Man, I, I wish there are. You come know. On, oh, come on, Cube. So, Cube, where so the giant kind of Like, looking at these two, uh, it's, that's kind of, for me, as of right now, once again, here's the morph, right? If I play this card as a morph, other than the fact that there's a, that blue actually has one or two, one and a half punishable offenses for trying to kill morphs. I don't know how much morphing this guy and then having it live long enough, having it, if you play it on turn three, for example, I don't know how long, how yeah. how reasonable it is to make it to the next turn without it dying anyway. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's, if the, just hard casting it is the mode A, and then the morph, and then flip sure. it's the mode, the backup mode. And that's, yeah, I honestly I, have I, no I idea. I don't know the answer to that either. Like which maybe is the, it's which blue is, decks, like decks that don't look to be removal heavy. So maybe we're talking blue decks, maybe blue-white decks that don't have a lot of just straight-up removal. Like targeted removal, maybe you can just throw mm-hmm. it out there in turn three and 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 get to turn five, you know, get to your five mana and then start battling with it. Um yeah, yeah, you cast it on turn three and then just like YOLO, right, you don't have a removal like or something. Turn, right, until you play your fifth mana and then you get them. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's the, that's the thing and I'm not, yeah, I, I get, it, it seems like with a lot of these morphs there's a, a cost, there's a mode A and a mode B 
and I'm just not sure. This this may be from relative inexperience of playing with quote unquote good morphs, or that a lot of morphs have had a very easy mode A or a very easy mode B, like Exalted Angel. It's like, all right, cast it for three. You don't have the removal? Okay, morph. That's the easy mode, and the sure. backup mode is casting it for six. It will bender, you know. You if you cast it as a squire, uh, something went very bad, or you really need a blocker. But with this guy, I I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Now, <laughs> which creature do I want most of the time? If I'm like natural ordering, I probably want Simic Sky Swallower, unless I have like equipment in my deck. Yeah. But and it seems like those right. decks and, don't and also, tend to have a lot of equipment in deck anyway. plus equipment in hand or on battlefield. Because it doesn't do you any good if it's yeah. in your, if it's you know not in play. Although I, I hope to unlock the Sagumaler oh, Batter Skull combo. <laughs> I did recently get um, Goblin Rabblemaster, a Johnny Goldmane, finally. That's fancy. Yeah, that was a uh, pretty gross. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't. The Goblin right. that comes into play doesn't get the but counter. Everybody else does. But it will next turn. Actually, he didn't live another turn. He just died. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's. I think it's close sure. enough to try either one. Like, there, it's not like windmill slam, not close, strictly whatever, mm-hmm. whatever nonsense people want to use when they don't feel like thinking. This is, I don't know. It's yeah. points in one I, or the other. At least you know, for me, the early race is being won by Sky Swallower, but. I, I could certainly yeah. see the allure of getting of attacking with this guy two turns earlier. Yes. Yeah. Six, Six power. Scramble hex proof is a lot. And I, I, if only this. I wish this guy was mono green because oh, then God, we finally have another good. Sick. Finally, another non-primeval titan good six drop. Well, I guess there's whatever Baylos. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, what, yeah, you want to talk about so, utter end? You want to talk about that guy? Utter end is two black white. For an instant, exile target non-land permanent. The end. Yeah. I don't know and about, ran, about uh, this card. Wrecking it seems Ball okay. For a while. Uh, How it, often do destroy lands? Amount of the time. However, that card got just got outclassed or whatever when you know four one flying haste vampire and such came around. But um, but this card yeah. interacts with planeswalkers, which we don't have a whole lot of. Instant speed, yeah. Instant speed, exile, too. target non-land permanent. Um, while certainly, <clears throat> yeah, certainly not as good as vindicate uh, because of the flexibility, cheaper vindicate, even if it's, even though it's sorcery speed. Um, I, I think this card, while unexciting, for those people who are seem to be having planeswalker problems of not having enough answers to them, this is certainly a card that you could use. Uh, yeah. Do you like this card more? This card. Or Magister of Worth? Um, if I'm playing a black Fair white enough. angel, I'm playing, uh, the one that blows up all the lands. Yeah, Desolation Angel. Oh, yeah, the, the Desolation. Uh, that card's nuts. It's just a game win- it's just a game winning card. Yeah. Uh, which is what you want. You want, you know, really powerful effects out of your multicolor cards. Um, I think this is real close. I don't like it as much as, I, and you know, Magister Worth just is. Yes, you're always going to. What, what Magister Worth is is 
he will be the last card left on. Thref. Last creature left on the battlefield. And it's just a, you know, yeah. whatever flyer. Uh, I think this card plays m- better into the control roles than, than the wrath creature, I think. Because the fact that you get to actually deal with opposing yeah. planeswalkers with this card make it fairly valuable. Yeah, and instant speed, no, planeswalker removal—they don't see much. Heroes downfall. What's the one other? Oh yeah, that's true. I was gonna say like other colors. You have like sure. chaos warp and beast within. But yeah, in black white, so yeah, not really. Uh, I guess we could talk about the other black white card. Yeah, Soren, Solemn Visitor, which oh, is Soren. two black white for uh, starting loyalty. Plus one is until end of turn. Creatures you control get until your next turn. Sorry, so you get it on your opponent's turn too. Uh, creatures yeah. you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain lifelink. Minus two, put a two-two black vampire creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Minus six, you get an emblem with at the beginning of each player's upkeep, of each opponent's upkeep. Sorry. That player sacrifices a creature. Yeah. So there's a friend uh, on Twitter. His name is, I think it's Ben Houts. I have to see. I don't know his actual username, though. No, I should know this. What's wrong with me? Actually, I can check this way. But he says he... I know. I actually have a computer. But he said he's been trying um, that card, and he said it's performing Ben M. Houts. On Twitter. But he says he's been trying Soren out and it's performing. He says, New Soren continues to significantly overperform in Cube and has definitely earned a spot in 540. But probably like, you know, like fifth card and beyond as opposed to just like small Cube staple. Like it it also said it's definitely worse than the OG Soren. So. That probably takes it out right. of a lot and, of cubes, you know, unfortunately. I happen to like, you know, dis- more disruptive cards like Gerard's Verdict better as well. Like, it's hard for me yeah. to find a, a spot in, in top four at all for this guy between Vindicate, uh, Gerard's Verdict, um, OG Soren. The, o- the OG Soren and, yeah, Vindicate. I mean, yeah, said that there one. are, there's, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not that impressed with the, and, and you know, I like Debtor's Now a lot. Um, I am, I am a big proponent mm-hmm. of that card. It's just one of those cards that can win. It, it, it it's, you know, like water rolling downhill. It's always gonna, you're just always gonna get there. It's real hard to deal with. Um, I also like Obsidat mm-hmm. a lot, Ghost Council. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I think Tide Hollow Skuller is a, a semi important card as well. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I that's a good trouble. One. Like the token generating, There's you can a, only do it twice and then Soren's dead. The the creatures yeah, getting the bonus is fine, awkward. but I feel like every time I'll do it, I'll just be like, man, I wish this were permanent. Mm-hmm. So when I make all these things, no, later, no emblem. Sorry, oh, it is until your next turn. So I guess it. It maybe plays better as a control card. If you if you have some like walls or whatever, I guess, right? Or just, just like a like, race. Oh, you're gonna attack in these walls, so I'm gonna gain life and Here's possibly my... kill your X ones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not real excited by it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately me too. When I saw it, it was like, Oh hey, new Star. It's like oh, It's kinda weird that is... it's at the same price okay. point mana wise too. Like, I feel like maybe if it were, like, sure. a five-drop yeah, like Soren just... that was slightly more powerful, I would be more interested in it. 
or, you know, a three drop Soren yeah. that did smaller just, things. I don't know. That's not going to happen, but it's just, uh, yeah, it just seems. Ca- yeah. I it's agree. just underwhelming, unfortunately, which is, I have an Orzhov guild mage on my oh. desk. I've actually been looking yes, at it. Does. It looks amazing in foil. That is just, I remember getting that, that and I was like, certainly wow, this looks foil. really good in foil. But yeah, unfortunately, Sor- like, Soren doesn't really have room in a lot of cubes. But I, I think it, like, it's, again, it's okay, but okay Correct. is the enemy of cube. Not, not, not really where you want it. Okay <laughs> is a new phrase. not really where you want to be most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, I think that wraps it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we may have missed, but Honestly, I think we right. spend more time than, than I was thinking on the cards in the set because, uh, yeah, just a lot of it's just really like Briber's Purse. Oh, yeah. There's like, like the bad kicker. Yeah. There's the, the counter spell that uh, it feels like it feels like that card's better than people think just because you can, it, it feels like more of a blaze or, you know, just like a, Take deal extra right. head and the fact that you can just use it as a burn spell to your face no matter what they cast. However, if they don't cast anything, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get stuck with yeah. it in your hand. It, it, and I think nowadays, you know, post conspiracy, I, I think again, there's just not really room for this. You know, post Dak Faded and Dak's duplicate Kralzerik. Uh, which which was going in oh, Caranos, until yeah. Rawls Eric or until Zach Faden Dak Faden got spoiled. We're just like Zach Faden, that his cousin Dak. that was on Saved by the <laughs> Bell. I don't know. <laughs> I remember there was a recent Moto Cube draft where I had Caranos and I think my opponent somehow let it resolve when I copied his Prime Titan mm-hmm. and I got all the lands out of my deck. And yeah, so I just like devils played him for No, I had an active Caranos out and I doubled played him for like 13 or something. He let it resolve. I'm like, okay, are you right. saving it for something that matters? <laughs> I guess that didn't matter. And it was just like the next two were just like, Karanos bolt you, Karanos bolt you, you died. Right, I was like, right, okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, not, not much. A lot of the tricolor cards, there's the new putrid leech. That's probably worse than putrid leech. Putrid leech. Oh, that's funny. No, it isn't. It's a yeah, cat theme. That was actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It is a cat demon. That's true. The ascendancies are just eh. The tricolor the charms lands are, are interesting. Eh. The unca- we get the we get the full cycle of tricolor lands now. If you like the other tricolored lands, yeah, you'll like these too, right? You'll like probably like mine, these too. You know? you don't, they're awesome. You don't need to test these out. <laughs> yeah, and the the new guild gates. Oh no, they're the what's his name? For, right? you know, they're the, the ones from Zendikar because you gain life when they come into play. Yeah, they're refuges, right? Oh, yeah, refuge, yeah. Obviously, but yeah, at common. Yeah, they have whatever generic. Dismal name, like, backwater. Dust. Yeah, dismal. Kind of sounds like you trying to take a drink from somebody no. else's drink. That's you know, what they had. Uh, you know, they spit into it. I was say it sounds like a bad like doom metal band or metal. something. Metal with you, man. <laughs> Although black. Everything's metal. It is. I mean, hello. <laughs> do I think there's anything else? You, but I think here's, here's your chance to get fetch lands really cheap. Good. Do it. Yeah, cheaper fetch lands, no ninety dollar polluted deltas or whatever. I, I feel like I want Goblin Slide to be good, but paying one mana, it's not trivial. 
it's right. actually well, is a cost and it's it too, awful. It's how many times you have to activate it. How much mana are you going to spend until you get the value out of this card, right? So it, it costs yeah. it costs four mana uh, it's a, it's one a lot. card to get a one one with haste. It costs five mana yeah. and a card. You know what I mean to get two one ones with haste. At what point does that become where you want to be? Yeah. Oh, there's the three three dudes they in red, but it's just underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that covers it. Looking through everything else, I think I've literally scrolled through the list. Yeah, I'm kind of like, just kinda like you know, futzing through and being like, well, no, I don't really see anything else that uh, that really attracted my attention. So. Yeah. Gets a shrug out of ten. But yeah, the set. I don't know. There's surprise. It's weird. Not many cards, but a surprisingly yes, and, high and number of blue cards. the cards you do get are really good. I mean, uh, Clever Impersonator, yeah. Dig Through Time, Blood Soak Champion, Sarkin, Warname Aspirant, a Wingmate Rock. Like, these are all really, really strong cards. Mm-hmm. Butcher of the Horde, good lord. I mean, right, Siege Rhino. Yeah, Siege Rhino. The cards, you know, there's not many of them, but the ones you get are... They're, they're, they're spicy meatballs, yeah, for sure. Monsters. I, I really, really like Sarkin. Like, I've been playing it pretty much since it got spoiled, and wow. I think for a time I'd actually been considering adding Stormbreath Dragon. Anymore. And then I was like, oh. Yeah, now there's, uh, this guy that just can flame, and, and the Flame Tongue Kabu mode's surprisingly good too. Right. Because it doesn't die when you use it. For four like, or whatever afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite sweet. So do you want to do shoutouts and, or I don't know if we do shoutouts, but plugs, things, t- things to talk so, about. So <laughs> uh, at Anthony Forty Two on Twitter. Uh, Got to get back into the writing group, but you can find uh, archived writings of mine at uh, legitmtg.com as well as. You can find some old stuff. I recently referenced on my Twitter account uh, the the conversation of combat tricks has been coming up again recently, um, and I have uh, an article from when I used to write for Quiet Speculation about combat tricks at, at the time, and you know the problem with them and the ones that can that that might still be pretty good. I mean, so we we had a few extra ones now, but. Yeah, it makes me happy that Rubble Belt Maka. Is a card that yeah, card is actually played standard. It's a yeah. I was like, huh, cool. But that I don't know. That makes me happy. And oh, don't forget to check out yep. the uh, and follow the uh, the third power. Actually, has its uh, operational its own Twitter account uh, at third power. Yeah, cast. it's we have yep. a, an and we have awesome, a snazzy awesome, icon uh, logo. Provided to us by at Damage Direct, so you can check that out. Um, and uh, I got some, uh, I got some other ideas uh, we can talk about uh, off the air that maybe you guys uh, out in the public will be hearing about afterwards. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Nice. So, where can they find like, you? I'm a fan of things. Uh, I post things mainly complaining about Moto. Jo- yeah, join the crowd. <laughs> on the red. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've got a few cube ideas, you know, aside from 
set review article, which will be mm-hmm. coming up eventually. And I've, I'm, I'm going to be a hypocrite and talk about how MotoCube sucks, mm-hmm. but I still want to do some draft videos for it. So that makes me a hypocrite, ah. unfortunately. But so, so be it. Like, that's something I've got in the queue and some other ideas at uh, Gathering Magic. I've not really written for them much, unfortunately. I, I kind of got out of the groove of writing. It's just been yep. really busy. Real life, et cetera. And, you know, yeah. that's been kind of taken the back burner. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to get yep. back more into that and things. But And I guess I've also been, like, going to write more on the blog, but I'll definitely at least do a crack pack for this at I'd rather yep. be cubing.wordpress.com. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's it, really. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm probably update my cube tier list. I have it somewhat updated, but I'm always changing things, and because gotcha. of that, I don't tend to update it as often. Like going through the little updates is like, okay, I'm right, this right. week yeah, I'm gonna try this for this, and it's but yeah, I, I need to do a yeah. probably up through then, M15 change here. So, were there any cards from M15 that that kind of overperformed? Oh, you know, kind of surpassed uh, expectations or underperformed. The card's real good. Oh yeah, I she's think pretty I good. Undervalued yeah. the make a land a four four ability. The yeah, it's um, it's forever. Real good. It's like, it's like a diamond. Real good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, that card definitely has overperformed so far, and you've seen that in standard too. That that card's the that card is the real deal. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I forget. I think we were. Uh, I think yep. you were also pretty happy with Rabble Master on the podcast. I think you were like, "This card's sweet." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, this card's sweet." <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really. Yeah, I mean, Garrick is fine. I don't know. Yeah, Garrick's cool. No other. A bunch of just junk. I really just want another good aggressive equipment. I know I keep saying this every set, but I just want another good aggressive yeah, equipment. That would nice. make me. I want to we'll ever see it again. We have that one for colorless creatures now, but oh wow, that the Griff Blade, whatever. Ugin's... Oh, ugh. so if you get to if you get to put it on if you put it on a colorless creature, it's, one only, where... it's plus two plus two, one to play, one to equip. So I can put on Oops. I can put on my personal you, you legionnaire. You could put it on oh. your uh, five three nope, though. Sorry, four. You could put it on your juggernaut. I could. That'd be. Yeah, such bad. Come on, could, come on, you wizards! Could make it, you could put it Please. in the mirror servitor cube. Oh my god, we did it! Yeah, hey, it is. Is that a card rare that goes Fireblade? It, it is. is. Yeah, I mean, it's plus. I guess two, limited. Plus two. I mean, it's a you know, uh, yeah, Volshot Morningstar, right? The first, well, yeah, the first time you equip it, it's yeah, the same, cheaper. So. Yeah. God, that card's gonna be stupid and limited. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, Stoke the Flames. The flames. That was a card that overperformed. Yeah. I kind of was like, it's probably close to Flame Javelin. I think two of my, of the last, like, uh, two of the last red aggressive have had the combination of Stoke the Flames oh, yeah, sure. and Winter Orb. Yeah, it's like, oh no, my land's untap. Don't untap. Right. <laughs> Thankfully my creatures do. Yeah, I Thanks think I liked that card, and I think I said I was going to, the you know, the the test it in place of Flame Javelin. Yeah, it's it's a nice one. However, foils yeah. are expensive, so I don't have one yet. So. I think. 
Oh, I think I got mine. I think on uh, let's how much are they? player, they're hanging around eleven. What? <laughs> yeah, I got I mine for like two. Was a little too out of the loop in the uh, in the uh, trading arena at the times, and so I was never able to locate a full oh. one. So. Yeah, their uh, currently median on TCG player is twelve seventy eight. Yeah, low is ten. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, I think I first was. I think I was trying it in Cube and was kind of. I was like, this seems pretty good. And then the more I played with have it, you, I liked uh, it. And have then you played with generator at all. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have. Okay. I think yeah. I tried it for a little bit and it was okay. I liked it the best out of the three. I mean, Bo- you know, Borland Marauder, then Generator Servant. I tried Altac Bloodseeker was okay. I've gotten some I good wasn't super huge Altac on it. Bloodseeker so far. I think mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's been there's, a, there's been a that's couple good. vicious beatings involving cards that say Arc. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. I like that. That's a yep, yep, that's yep, a nice yep. combination. So, uh, all my experiences, like I said, maybe they're perhaps a bit skewed because of that. But yeah, it's pretty good. And it lets like you generate that. like that's, momentum. Still, like the sweet. reason why I like it too is it lets you generate momentum, much like the searing cards do. Which is, of course, one of the other things. You yeah. They're so, like play this guy. You're like, all right, that for three, take three. Oh, and attack with this guy for four and this guy for two. So on turn three, you've taken three, seven, mm-hmm. nine, eleven. Yeah, you're taking gonna, a lot. You're not rough. coming out of this. I played three cards. <laughs> this is going to be rough. Three spells and you're at nine. Yeah, and you're at... Have fun. <laughs> so. So fair. So, so, fair. so, those, so I, I've, been, I've been happy with it so far. We'll see how many times it actually blanks, but I've been happy with it That's so far. Good. So, all right. That's good. I think that's about it. Right. I think so. So, I oh, that's right. think There's it's time for one more thing. thing. That's true. Rock over London. Tons of Tarkir. Rock on Chicago. Raise your banner. Yeah, that sounds a little yeah, that's... hooded Hydra-ish. <laughs> I'll raise my banner, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, it's yeah. better than some of the other ones we've seen. Razor, Razor I mean, Banner? I mean, yeah, what, there have been a lot what, of bad what ones. Side are, you on? are you Team Edward? or Wait, no, that's not it. Team Teamer? Team Teamer. <laughs> team, team, team Lemur. Right, right, right. Team Hyalopterus Lemur. Team Hyalopterus Lemur. I love the flavor text on the the one in Time Spiral. Do you, do you remember that? No, I don't. I feel like I might have at some point in time. So you know the whole story with the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lemur from Ice Age, right? So yeah, the, it, I guess for those playing along, like they handed the art, you know, they told the art guy, "Hey, make this art," uh, and it's a lemur, and they're like, "The guy's right, like, right, right. okay." So he did a lemur, and they and they couldn't change anything on it because there was no time. They're like, okay. So in Time Spiral, there's a card called Viscid Lemurs, which is, you know, similar stats, um, five for a four, three, and then a minus ability gets minus on minus O and light, and mm-hmm. Swamp Walk instead of flying till under turn. The flavor text is this. Lemurs, is that all? <laughs> Finally, something harmless <laughs> by North Wary. 
<laughs> now, there's there's another really good one too that uh uh Ridge Q site. Do you know the story behind that one? Isn't that like yes. an anagram of like something it strike? An, it's exactly like right. Strike? It's actually an anagram of a card that gives the same ability as the spell shaper ability. And it's got the same dude in the yeah. artwork. Oh yeah, yeah. God, Time Star <laughs> was so good. Cyber was so good. It's it's such a shame that the set was like badly I, I received. It. it was awesome. So did I, but a lot of like newbies were like, What's this? I don't know what this card does, what it references, so I'm gonna be mad about it and not buy, and not like it. It's like so what? Not everything's for you. Or do your homework. Yeah, uh, Stop being lazy. Rich Q site and the the uh, oh, it's, it's so great. Yeah. It's like all these like right, all these just like Yeah, it's like news fun. Uh Easter eggs, you know what I mean? For for people to find. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's just like like spoiler life spoiler alert. Not everything's gonna be directly centered around you. Right. Or you might have That's to actually cool. do some homework. All right. All right. Well, see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, on that note, peace out.